2: So are they here yet? That's that's a question I have. The the offseason, I feel like there's kind of been like a snap back to reality when it comes to the to the Texans, where you can catch lightning at a bottle, but you take a step back and you realize you're not in a certain weight class. And I don't want to say there weren't expectations this year, but but let's be honest, the the bar was pretty low based on what we'd seen in previous years. Correct. So I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. And we're Eight months away from really laying these out and really diving into them. What are the expectations for the Texans now? Like, what what should we expect from the Texans? Like, what is what is the bar at this point?
3: Now, look, I I, I get your point uh, in terms of like, are we gonna fall into this is what I'm talking about? Are we gonna fall back into yeah, well, lightning in a bottle? But you know, you know, the Texans are they gonna take a step back? What what are the expectations gonna be? I I'm I'm past that. I am absolutely past that. This is not free agency for finding warm bodies. This is free agency for finding uh, those those key pieces. This is not, oh, they're going to lose their offensive coordinator. Who cares? Uh, you know, I, I think with C.J. Stroud, my expectation is win the division. If you want to talk uh, right. X's and O's and, and, and W's and L's. That's fair. Win the division. Let's not even make it a competition. You know, let's not have to go to the, the, the last division game of the year to get it. Uh, and then that—that's the next step. That's the next logical step. You—you you made a great comparison of this team yesterday with the Detroit Lions. And I'm gonna—I'm
2: gonna elaborate on that more tomorrow because I actually perfect—it's like, it. There's so many reasons why it's similar, and it can actually be a souped-up version of the Lions. Like it's mm-hmm. it, there's there's a massive opportunity T- today. I want to get into the Will Anderson trade. But the Lions I agree with you I think that's the weight class yeah I like Baltimore Kansas City all that I'm not I'm not there yet you were you had an equal playing field with them mm-hmm. but at this point I, I'm not gonna get lost in the sauce and act like I expect
3: the Texans to be in that on that level I am with you I'm not going to sit here and say Super Bowl or bust they're not there yet but they can damn sure win the division and they can damn sure get to an AFC championship game that's what the Lions did. Uh, I think they
2: can the Lions did it in the NFC though man oh I know that's the other that's the other thing about this it's it, it's the
3: NFC the NFC is deeper but not as top heavy like, like like the AFC is very gettable but then you have Buffalo Baltimore and Kansas City and so that that it's very top heavy well I mentioned those three teams that would leave a spot open wouldn't it I mean <laughs> that kind of leaves a spot open there among the elite of the elite. My expectations are right there with you. Just make the playoffs, no
2: playoffs. But I, I do, I do wonder, like, what is it? What is it going to be like? Like, or is it uh, all of a sudden, like, is it going to be a situation where people were expecting the Texans to be? It wouldn't shock me. Like, we we could see we we could see this being a consistent thing. But I'm, I'm gonna channel my expectations to where just get in the just get in the tournament and see what happens. And and quite frankly. They could. I mean, there could be a situation where C.J. Stroud
3: struggles more, but he's
2: becoming a better player.
3: Uh, well, yes, but I, you know, the struggles are going to be very short lived. Uh, I, I mean, we've seen that. We've we, we expected tr- uh, struggles. If he was going to have prolonged struggles, it was going to be his rookie year. So yeah, there's going to be some. But I, I don't, I don't. To me, that doesn't even measure. You know, him being in a prolonged slump, having a sophomore slump, and oh, what happened to C.J.? Stroud. We're not going to have those discussions. Now I'm going to ask you a question. And I want you to,
2: and shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one seven one three five seven two four six one zero. YouTube, Twitch, uh, Odyssey app. But I want you, I I want you to get out of the feeling of a romanticized season. Mm-hmm. I want you to get out of the feeling of the best is yet to come. And I want you to put yourself in the shoes of offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. And quarterback coach Gerard Johnson. Mm -hmm. And I want you to answer me this question because this is how this whole thing works. You know this. When you're making a big decision like to leave somewhere, outside of the clear increase in salary or increase in opportunity, we've laid out. The reasons why you would not want to leave the Texans. And John McClain, I thought, took it too far yesterday saying both of them should just stay in Houston yeah. and not even, like, considering. I thought that was a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about why you would want to stay and why there's reason for excitement. Cap Space, CJ Stroud, Will Anderson, D'Amico, all that crap. Yeah. Why would you want to leave? Like, if you're making your cons list, because even even on the in the best situations, there's a cons list. If you're Bobby Slowick, you're Gerard Johnson. We've talked about why you would want to stay. Why would you want to leave this situation? What would be what would be the negatives for this situation?
3: Uh, for, for the Texan situation, I don't even know if that would uh, register uh, in terms of why I would want to leave. Like, I, I, I would rather do this. I would rather it be different here for this reason. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try to give you one reason. And I hesitate to say this because... Everything is going so well, and they get together. Uh, they get along so well, but there are a lot of voices in the offensive room. A lot of voices, a lot of opinions in the offensive room. There's Bill Lazer, you know, who's a veteran. Who? Uh, 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 he, he's he's big. He's uh, who? Isn't he the who? Who? Uh, who? I forget what his title is. Oh, okay. uh, uh, who? Bill Lazer. No. Laser. no. No, ah, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm Bill Lazor. Okay. I'm being I'm being a hundred percent serious on the offensive side of the ball. But that's everywhere. But wait a minute, let me finish. There's there's the offense coordinator and the quarterback coach in most organizations. I know who Bill Lazor is. I just don't. I mean, you said his name like we were talking about
2: Bill Walsh or something.
3: But the other one is Shane Day, and I drew a blank, but I, I looked it up. Shane Day has, has been around a long time. We're just going to read the staff. No, no, no. Let me let me explain it. Most organizations, you have the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach. Yeah. And those are the guys that kind of put it all together. Here, you have a couple of older, veteran, senior offensive assistants. Shanahan has that, though. No, but, but these Shanahan are... Shanahan has, like,
2: 50 coaches.
3: No, he has a lot of coaches, but these are guys that have been coordinators before. Bill yeah. Lazor and Shane Day. Yeah. So, I'm I'm reaching. I'm, I said it from the very yeah. start. I'm reaching. But you got four coordinator-type minds, you know, Pulling and you know, offering their opinions. Yeah. If I had to say one thing, it's like, you know what? If I go over there, it's mine. Yeah. If I go over there, it's me. And
2: we're we're grasping, we're grasping for straws here. So yeah. I, I get that. Um I, I look at that as a positive. For for me, the negative, like if I'm Bobby Slowick and I'm looking at this situation and I'm saying this is on my cons list. Not even like this is a deal breaker, but this is on my cons list. Because you're gonna have a long ass list of positives if you're Bobby Slowick when when it comes to this situation. My con, it, it's it's the more things change, the more they stay the same. I'm I'm listening to Clint Sterner, I'm listening to Seth yesterday talk about this. Man, you're kinda of stuck with this offensive line. Like you're yeah. you're kinda of stuck with this offensive line and, and, and the guys who actually watched the tape and the guys who are like really just getting in the sticks and breaking this down, like they insist that that was one of the most pathetic offensive line performances that they've ever watched. To the point where you're jumping off sides, you're getting your you're getting your butt whooped, and you have this heavy investment in Laramie Tunsil. You have this heavy investment in Titus Howard. We don't know what the hell Titus Howard is. I it, the negative for me right now with the Texans is you're kind of stuck with this offensive line, and I don't know if it's like a mindset. It, it just seems it's kind of a weird situation like i don't know like i does it feel like titus howard is almost impacting laramie Tunsil
3: in a negative way at this point (laughs) i don't know about that what do you mean like maybe on social media yes that's (laughs) what i'm saying
2: though like laramie Tunsil has a bad game like that and then he's arguing uh, he's he's searching his name and arguing with two randos Mm -hmm. uh uh, who are just fans and and they're talking about and i'm not saying like just fans just fans but they're we're talking about a poor performance that was blatantly obvious. Like, I, I, this offensive line should be a strength, but if you watch that Baltimore game or you listen to people who watch it closer than we do, the offensive line prevented the Texans from getting where they want to get. They did. And it's not going anywhere.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, you can move on from virtually anything. You can't move on from this offensive line. I would love for it to become a strength. It's possible. It's not the most far-fetched thing, but... We're trying to talk about the cons, and I think the biggest con right now is you invested all this in this offensive line, and and I don't know that this offensive line is going to be
3: a really really good offensive line anytime soon. Boy, that's a really good one. Uh, just because you, you're you you gotta have Titus Howard, and you gotta have uh, you know uh, Laramie Tunsil, and you don't know about the interior line, but you got a first round pick in there. You know what's crazy? You got a second round pick in there you are gonna
2: play. You know what's crazy? What's that? As good as Laramie Tunsil is as a pa- as a pass blocker and all mm-hmm. that, and I, I don't dispute that. I actually feel almost better about the interior than I do the tackles. I think that the tackles, fair. That's and the tackles fair. are two of the highest paid.
3: Yeah. No, you got juice. Uh, you know, Shaq uh, Mason has not has not. He was good all year. He wasn't necessarily a standout, but he was never bad. Uh, and then at the center position, you've you've proved that you've got centers that can do the job. That's a really good one. Let me let me elaborate on on my point. And and again, just to be clear, because we're not like, oh, you guys are hating on everything. No, no, I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out like, no. what if is you... what is on Bobby
2: Slowick's cons list.
3: All right, let me outside of the obvious, like uh, uh, an increased opportunity. What is on Bobby Slowick's cons let, list? Let me elaborate on that. Bobby Slowick is 36 years old. 36 years old. Gerard Johnson is 36 years old. They both are coaches' kids and adored their fathers, who were very successful coaches. All right. So they have this respect. This they, they, they kind of defer. Uh, they they you know they 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 always talk. You know, listen to other opinions, older coaches' opinions. Well, Shane Day is fifty, and Bill Lazor has been a coordinator uh, in Chicago, uh, elsewhere, and he's fifty-one. I think like if you're thirty-six years old, you're gonna kind of you know show a lot of respect to those guys and maybe do things because they say so. That you wouldn't do by yourself, that would be my forced only con. If I go to Washington and I'm Bobby Slowick, that's my baby. You know, if I become an offensive coordinator, name the name the team, Cleveland, let's say, for Gerard Johnson, that's my baby. Even though Stefanski, I know, uh, you know, is, is an offensive guy, but they say he's been willing to to let go of the reins of the offense. That would be the one. That would be the one. You know, you got older guys that are real strong voices. You can have your own. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with
2: you here on Houston Sports Leader Sports Radio six ten. I just you're stuck with the O line. You're, yeah. you're stuck with the offensive line. Uh, Cole Brew on the YouTube. Uh, he's probably had about twenty today, I think, because <laughs> he said, and it's it's only ten a.m. Um, he says Landry yes yesterday said don't draft O line. The line is set. Landry today you're stuck with this O line. Yes, you're stuck with this O line. You're set there because you've you you're paying. Titus Howard, top five right tackle money. Laramie tunsell's the highest paid offensive lineman of all time. You used a first round pick on Kenyon Green. You used a second round pick on Juice Scruggs. You you have Shaq Mason, who's one of the top fifteen highest paid guards. You've already invested in it. You can't just get rid of it and wipe the slate clean. So yes, that's that's the point, Cole Brew. Drink one for me, buddy. <laughs> they Ashley stuck. Yes, they're really they're, stuck. They're stuck. Mm-hmm. Like like drink one for me. Do I feel good about it? Like if 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 I could get a time machine and go back in time, and not give Titus Howard an extension, would I would I hop in that time machine? You bet your ass I would. I might I might smash my hand on the door, uh, jumping in that time machine and trying to get rid of that. But that's where you're at right now. You've already invested in it. It's like the Cowboys with Dak Prescott. I'm sure they would. I I don't think they want Dak Prescott to have 60 mil against the cap next year. Now. At least you have C.J. Stroud and all that. And, and there is hope with this offensive line. Maybe they can get cohesive and maybe they can figure some stuff out. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you're stuck with it.
3: You're stuck because hmm. they're set is the easy way to you're put it. You're stuck because you've invested because all that. Because they're set. Like, you can't, you can't really there. mess with them too much. Yes. Like, what yeah. else can you do at yeah. that point? Yeah. Like What
2: can you do? I mean, you, you, just, you, you, hope that, you hope that Laramie Tunsil continues to do what he's doing. Because as much as people are mad at Laramie Tunsil for the false starts, if Laramie Tunsil just continues doing what he's doing, that's great. You hope that Titus Howard establishes himself as a very good right tackle. That's what you that's what you hope for. If that happens. Good. And then you hope these interior guys figure stuff out, like whether it's Juice Scruggs, whether it's Powder and and there's talent there, but if they're going to if they're going to perform like they did yesterday, then it's a lost cause. I I wish I wish I felt confident enough to say Titus Howard replaces Fant and and you have a significant increase at right tackle. I mean that's that's what the money should tell you that that should happen. I don't I don't feel confident in saying that. I wish
3: I wish I I wish I could. I I can't say that. Like if you didn't take salaries into account. What would your depth chart look like on the offensive
5: line going into camp?
3: My depth chart Forget salaries. Forget. Or honestly, who
5: would you get rid of if you could if oh, yeah. the salary didn't matter?
3: Specifically at right tackle. Don't take salaries into account. I'll, I'll let Titus start at right tackle. We'll see what he's
5: got. I mean, and we'll see how it goes. Ooh.
3: I I, I,
2: uh, his, I don't know. I don't know about don't, his mindset. I will look
5: at. I will look at <laughs> upgrading.
2: I I well, yeah. If I, money
5: didn't matter, I oh, would see if, if I, I could upgrade.
2: I I I, I question his mindset.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: I really do. Like if you're searching your name on Twitter and arguing while you're hurt to to the point
3: where like I I, I question the mindset. I really really do. I get it. I think that I don't think he'd be first on the depth chart going into camp if you didn't take salary into account. I'd go, with but Fant. I mean, Fant's a free agent, though. I know, but it, I'm it, saying it, okay. I'd be looking
5: to upgrade it,
3: man. I mean, keep in mind, Charlie Heck replaced Fant at one point in the season. Yeah, and, and Fant was in over Howard so that Howard, Howard it, could go
2: stink it, guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, it. Look, man, like I. Uh, of all the things, like this is the thing that I think that when we take a step back and we look at this team and we start saying, "Okay, we're going to go to this. We're going to go to the big game in Las Vegas, uh, thanks to our friends at Yingling and the Low T Center. We're going to go there." How do the Texans get here? The uh, the offensive line should be the least of my concerns right now. You know what I mean? Like that was. It, it seems like for the last couple of years we've been saying, "Okay, this offensive line is going to be good. This offensive line is going to be good." Like, mm-hmm. look at what our concerns were. At the start of the year. Like seriously, like this this puts it kind of in perspective. It might actually be encouraging, depending on how you look at it. We feel good about the quarterback. We feel awesome about the head coach, quarterback head coach duo. We feel good. Nico Collins, we were wondering about him. He might, he might not be like a quote, number one Justin Jefferson. We feel good about him. We feel pretty good about Tank Dell, although we still think that they could improve uh in that area. Derek Stingley, we feel like is a cornerback one at this point. Christian Harris, that magic pixie dust that we wanted D'Amico Ryan's to sprinkle on him, that appears to be there. Will Anderson, I mean, there's a lot of room for improvement. We feel pretty good about Will Anderson. We'll get into the uh, one-year evaluation of that trade. And the offensive line, we feel the same damn way. Yeah. Yeah. Much as things change, the more they stay the same.
3: Mo Money, same problems. Uh, it, even the running game, if you think about it, it took Singletary being practically magical for them to have success running the ball with behind this offensive line. He, because Damian Pierce was just getting was just getting stonewalled. And then they went to then they went to Devin Singletary. How many times did you see him dance around in the background avoiding first contact? Yeah. Like he he was one of the NFL's best at yards after contact. Uh, ultimately for running backs. So even he had to be like magical running the ball to find success running the ball against this offensive line. So it's a, it's a big issue. It's a big, big
2: issue. Huge issue. Yeah. Huge issue. Huge concern. Uh, and right now it is the con. Coming up, D'Amico Ryans. He's got to watch his old team try to get to the Super Bowl. How do you think that makes him feel? And John Lopez, he has his ideal Super Bowl matchups ranked 1-4. to four. That's next. I do. Figgy, let's hit him big time.
6: Houston.
2: All right, let's get into the human element of D'Amico Ryan's Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. Shout out to all the humans out there, uh, loopholes. If you listen, you are one, seven, one, three, five, seven, two, four, six, one, zero, you've moved on to become a head coach. You might be the coach of the year. Your team is doing very, very well. But as you get eliminated, you'll be sitting on your couch watching. By the way, I got beef with D'Amico Ryan. You have too, beef? I got, with I got Ryan? real beef with D'Amico Ryans. Wow. I've been holding this in because we've kind of given him a free pass around here. Wow. Okay. I got oh, a problem man. with All right. you, D'Amico. All right. I got a problem with
3: Hit you, him D'Amico. Up listen here, D'Amico. Six
2: minutes. Six minutes. I'll tell you why. I got a serious problem with D'Amico Ryan's, and I actually question him. I, I question, I question the mind of D'Amico Ryan. Now you listen, D'Amico, and you listen good. Yeah. Six minutes. <laughs> I, I got a real problem with D'Amico Ryan. All right. I'll tell you why in a minute. Minute. All and right, in six minutes. But you're watching the San Francisco 49ers try to reach a Super Bowl, try to win a Super Bowl, and you're D'Amico Ryans. Now, I know how you are, Lopez, because you're selfish. So you would be rooting against the 49ers. I have been called very unselfish. <laughs> but would do you think D'Amico Ryans is rooting for the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl? Absolutely. 100%.
3: 100%. No hesitation. None. There, I mean, that's the relationships. That's the platform that he that he used to get here. Now, is this about how Kyle Shanahan looked out for him, gave
2: him every opportunity? Is it is it is it about is it just as much about like what
3: that culture was and how they were to him as it is anything else? I I think it go it comes down to something that a lot of people lie about, but he's being sincere. It, there are occasions when you're sincere, like like when uh let, 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 let's say you know. Someone gets married, and you're and, and and you're like, "Oh, I'm so happy for you." You're not. You're lying. <laughs> you're lying. You're not that happy for him. He is sincerely happy for his friends. That's what it comes down to. He, sincerely.
2: Yeah, and and I think that's kind of the San Francisco culture type yeah. of joint. So yeah. so yeah, I I agree. In, in that situation, you're happy for them. Uh, but there there are situations where you're not like. Do you think... Uh, like the one I just said? Yeah. I mean, there's there's probably certain situations where... Oh, you got a promotion.
3: Yeah, you know, I play for that job, too. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> how many times does that happen? Oh, <laughs>
2: so, we have four possible matchups in the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll talk to Baseball Spo in a sec about this uh, Josh Hader deal, uh, how much of an impact this really makes. I know it's not his money, um, so we'll hear what he has to say about it. But uh, John Lopez has
3: listed his... Ideal Super Bowl matchups four to one. We want to be entertained, right? I want to hear some feedback from you and Figgy. Number four. Numero cuatro. The Super Bowl that I want to see fourth on the list. Ravens Lions. Now let, let me explain that a little bit because I I'm really kind of pulling for the Lions. Um and and they're the underdogs and all that. Um I I just think the Ravens would crush the Lions rush the Lions! We saw it. We saw it in Week Seven. They gained 503 yards on the Lions, and they beat them 38 to six. I, I'm pulling for the Lions, but Ravens. Lions. I don't want to see the Lions. Ravens would be. Just, we I'm, know that. I'm. <laughs> I'm lying down. <laughs> this would be like was it the 90s when every Super Bowl was a blowout uh, for years and years and years. This. Would, I'm. I'm lying down. This would man. Be, the Ravens.
5: Low-key whooped on everybody, to be honest. Yeah, oh, they yeah. beat the hell out of San Fran. Yeah, San, yeah, San Fran, Miami. Well, we'll get to that. Número three,
3: Chiefs-Lions. Oh, God,
5: It might be fourth.
3: Uh, it, oh, it might gosh. be fourth. Ugh. Oh, the Lions beat them in week one. Blah, blah, blah. blah Kelsey blah, didn't blah, play. Blah, blah. Kelsey and neither did Chris Jones. Or Chris Jones. J- Travis, Kelsey didn't play. I forgot about Chris that game. Chris Jones didn't play. Yet again, this would be like, was it Broncos, uh, uh, Redskins back in the day? Oh wow, I dropped out. He said the artwork, twenty-eight to nothing in the first quarter or something. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see Chiefs Lions. Just, just do not. So want So basically, see. you are agreeing with me that you don't want to see the Lions. No,
2: I, I just think the Lions. Like you just
3: said that's the worst two, and you just said Lions. You just, you just don't have the balls to admit that they're a bit. I said I am pulling for the Lions. They are a great underdog. As underdog, that the, the, the it would stand to reason that they'd get crushed. In the Super Bowl. Número dos. Chiefs Niners. I think it would be a terrific game. I wouldn't argue too much. It would be hyped up big time. Two elite defenses across the board talent, especially for the Niners. But the Chiefs are getting hot. Patrick Mahomes is doing Mahomes thing. And as much as you hate it, there is a a Taylor Swift factor here at the Super Bowl. That would just get send people off the charts. Um, I definitely wouldn't mind that, but uh, they are number two Chiefs Niners. Numero uno. Oh, that only leaves one matchup. Ravens Niners. They, this, beat, they beat the crap out of them on Christmas Day. They did. But
2: this Brock is... Purdy threw four picks. It was ugly. Four picks. I yes. think
5: three in the first half, four in the first half. Yeah, so it was so bad. So Perfect awful.
3: matchup for Las Vegas, though, man. Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Niners, McCaffrey. I I think think they want the Chiefs.
2: Uh, I I think they want the Chiefs. You think? Yeah, but I'm not one of these, the NFL wants it, so it's going to happen. I just think if you asked them, they would love to have the Chiefs.
3: Two number one seeds. Yeah. The number one and number two defenses in terms of points. Uh, Jim Harbaugh lost to his brother. And the Ravens, as a 49ers coach, Jim yeah. Harbaugh might be getting back yeah. uh, in the Super Bowl back in the day. Give see, me, give me Ravens, give me Ravens, Niners, and there is that revenge factor. Yeah, from from the Christmas game. I'm looking
2: at it from localized POV because because I could see it. Like whatever, I, I actually think the Lions could give the Chiefs a game. Um, but I, I'm looking at this from a perspective of we're going to be out there for the big game, thanks to Yingling, thanks to the Low T Center. Uh, media nights on Monday night. So I'm looking at it from, like, when you go to media night and all the players are there, like, who can I go talk to and get, like, the best stuff from, like, mm-hmm. from a local lens? I want to talk to a minute with the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to run his mouth. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> and then I want to I want to talk to Trent Williams and some of these 49ers guys, like Kubiak, Sons. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be sitting by themselves. No one's talking to them. Oh, yeah. Clint? Yeah.
3: Yeah. They'll was... be chilling. Yeah. 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 Go Up there and yeah, uh, just
2: BS with them, yeah, yeah, uh, like yeah, Trent Williams. There would be a Little lot long of view
3: action, yeah, there would be a lot of discussion about D'Amico and uh, and Slowick too. It, it doesn't
2: get better than Trent Williams, man, mm-hmm. like it doesn't get better than him. That is that is the identity of that squad. That's it, like a left tackle, as far as like a left tackle that just sets the tone and like the whole. Culture Trent Williams man he's what you he want plays hurt yeah. fights he's what
3: you want Laramie uh, Laramie Tunsil to be well that's not realistic but, <laughs> I mean in, in Laramie costs two and
2: Laramie cost two first and second what was Trent Williams like a second to fifth or something third and fifth it was like cheap, cheap as hell yeah. yeah it was cheap yeah
5: I remember McClain kept saying oh, he he's hurt all the time yeah he's
3: do- and McLean basically put him on his deathbed <laughs> <laughs> was it do I have this wrong was Trent Williams the guy that had a bench press issue. At, no, at the combine.
2: Oh no, no, no! Race card that, please. No, oh, I'm just
3: confused. I mean. Who was it? It Was a guy from Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah. Race Orlando Brown. Brown. Orlando. Brown. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. Orlando Brown. That's who it was. Yeah. I just had a question. Yeah. I just uh, had a simple question. Uh, they all look alike. Uh, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> okay. I didn't say that.
2: why do you hate? To they meet got them? a third. They they got Trent Williams for a third and fifth man. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. <laughs> That's got to be the best trade in like oh, recent history. Right up there like, we always talk, like, we talk about all this. They, they got Trent Williams for a third and a fifth. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten five years of like all pro culture, yeah. like, culture, all pro. everything. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter who your quarterback is, it doesn't matter who, like. man. Yeah. They run blocking. And they went through some quarterbacks, too. Yeah. Oh, and he's so long view too. He's so long-viewed. He's a big son of a gun. So I got an issue with D'Amico Ryans. Why do you hate D'Amico Ryans? I don't hate D'Amico Ryans, but I hate what he's doing, and, I, and I'm, I'm questioning D'Amico Ryans. And I would be a hypocrite for not, not acknowledging this, okay? Okay. Because okay. I've talked about how stupid this is before. I wouldn't trade D'Amico for any coach in the NFL. As soon as they acquired D'Amico, I said whatever he wants to do in the draft, I'm okay with. I support D'Amico. Yeah. I'm pro-D'Amico, man. Big time pro-D'Amico. He's about to have a baby, and they're not going to know what the sex is until they have it. Thank you. That's a joke, D'Amico. Thank
3: you, D'Amico. That is
2: embarrassing, D'Amico. That's worse worse than the worst clock management ever. D'Amico Ryans is going to have a baby and he is not going to know what it is until it's being had. That is awful. That is a legend. That is awful.
3: That is a legend right there.
2: He goes down a notch in my book. He's a 9-9 now. No, he was a 10.
3: He's a 9-9. He's a 10-plus. That's the way it should be. It's the surprise. This is it's the, awful, No, Tomiko. no. This is awful. All three of my kids, I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know what they were, and it just made it so much better. In that moment, you're like, it's a boy. It's a girl. Whatever. Uh, it it's the only way to go. It's terrible. And plus, you, this is you, embarrassing. Plus, here's the other thing. You don't have to mess with that stupid gender reveal nonsense. Well, you don't have to do that anyway. That's stupid. Nobody does that. <laughs> Everybody does that. No, no, I'm saying you don't have to do that. That's for yeah. weasels. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I didn't do that. It's a gender reveal. What, how are we going to do it? Let's hit a baseball. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Just find out... <laughs> Just find out in Let's the bust moment. This balloon. Every yes. guy who
2: has that, although I've seen some cool ones. I like the wrestling one where they have a wrestling match in no, pink and blue. No, that's cool. But every guy, every guy who uh, agrees to a gender reveal, you need to pop a balloon first that's pink that shows what you are because you have no balls. <laughs> <laughs> so for before you reveal it, pop the pink balloon and show that you have no balls. No, he, D'Amico
3: is doing it the Pathetic. right way. By the way, there is something having parties. My, I'm gonna have a granddaughter. In like a matter of about a week or so. Oh, way to make it about you. No, I'm why saying to make it, it about it, it, it's it's you. It's not John. about me. It, why they hide the? Uh, yeah. Why gender? didn't they hide the identity? Uh, the, well, that was their decision. I didn't like it. I want to be. Just, I want to be surprised. <laughs> so stupid. But but I'm not the parents. Dude, it's not a lottery <laughs> ticket. It is a lottery ticket. No, it's a lottery, no, it it's is a baby. lottery ticket. It <laughs> You're is. You prepare. Yeah. So You're what right. if like uh, this is awful. What if my granddaughter... So now the kids
2: are going to, oh, what
3: am I going to have, a brother or sister? Oh, well, you know, it's kind of a surprise. Behind, uh... We got to get a g- bunch of girl clothes now. Between legs... That's the, that's the fun part. Between legs number one is... <laughs> a
4: Would damn you like game show? legs
3: number one, legs number two, or legs number three? Golly, man.
2: <laughs> D'Amico, you disappoint me, man. I love it. You disappoint me, D'Amico. Disappointed. Uh, coming up next, uh, Jim Crane. He spent the most money he's ever spent on a free agent. How impactful is this move? And is Adam Spillane going to join the outrage over the Baseball Hall of Fame votes? Lopez is pretty fired up. Oh, huh? yeah, whatever. Next.
6: We're making the stories from outside the loop matter to you. This is Localize It.
7: Don't you know I'm local?
6: You're in the loop on Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610.
2: Who they want, who they want. Who they want, who they want, who they want. want. uh, Who
5: they want, who they want. Baseball, spo, baseball, spo. So, Jim Crane, man, biggest uh, free agent signing
2: of his time. H- how impactful is the uh, Josh Hader move for the Houston Astros? Put it in perspective with us. Adam Spillane with us every Wednesday at this time.
8: He is in the top 1% of the top when it comes to basically relievers and pitchers, really, for that matter. He's he's elite, Like those are the types of guys that you splurge on the guys mm-hmm. that are elite. And so that's what they went out and did. Um, it's a position of strength for them. But at the same time, like it's good to have, it's good to be able to shorten a game like that. So uh, it, it's a, it's a really good move. I, I don't think it's a, mo- I guess every move like this comes with risk, but he's been remarkably healthy over the course of his career. So I think that that mitigates some of the risk that comes with, with the signing. Um, he has, there, there've been times, I think uh, 2022, the control kind of was off and on, but that's going to happen. Sometimes, but I, I think it's it's a great move. I think it helps them a lot um, in 2024 and in, in the four years that will come after.
3: How does it play out though at the back end of the bullpen? You got some uh, negotiating to do, some uh, talking, some calming.
8: Yeah, I, I I think that's one of those things we'll have to wait and see how it shakes out. Um, I I don't know. The big thing is going to be, and as we get to spring training in a couple of weeks, the big thing will be, well, who has the ninth and Joe Espada has said a couple times that they want to anoint a ninth inning guy before spring training, or I guess, before the season starts. I don't think that you necessarily need to do that. Um, I, I'm big on, on guys having roles and having set roles, but they've got three guys. All three are going to close at some point. Like that's just how it's going to be. You can't mm-hmm. pitch everybody every day, but like if you go and you name Hader, the ninth inning guy and you are playing against a team that night and they have a, a really good left-handed pocket do up in the eighth inning. You're just going to go with Presley? No, I think you you essentially have to go with Hater. So I, I think a big thing that Espada and Josh Miller and Bill Murphy are going to have to do, I, I think communication is going to be really important because you sit down as a staff before every game and you discuss, if this pocket comes up, we've got this guy. If that pocket comes up, we've got that guy. And I think you need to loop these guys in and let them know, hey, if this pocket comes up in the eighth, Hater, that's going to be you tonight. Uh, if this pocket comes up in the eighth, Presley, that's going to be you. So I this think pocket can... talk. <laughs> three guys. Oh, okay. So how about these three guys? What are you, What are you doing here? Oh, I'm trying to. What, so... what is
2: going? On? I'm sitting here like, what is this? I'm, trying to, sa-
8: I'm trying to sound. Is smart. this what you nerds talk about? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Y'all say pocket? Yes. I'm trying to sound. So you are sitting Larry. in the press box with <laughs> Chandler nerds. Rome, And you say, and you say, hey, what, what pockets coming up yeah. in the eighth? Yeah. yeah. You, oh, you haven't heard this. I've, I've oh, used this pocket. phrasing many times. <laughs> the pocket? No. Yeah. I, like, who's due up in the eighth? Who's due up in the ninth? They got two lefties doing. I mean, I can't keep up with you people. I can't keep up with you baseball guys. Trying to sound smart—that's
8: all it is. Well, you don't have to try so hard, Spoke, because you're making me. You're, but you're Ryan Presley hell out of can't
2: me.
3: be happy.
8: I, you know, I—he can't be happy. I don't know. I, no, I, he can't. I'm not going to try and get. Into, <laughs> I'm not going to try and get into Ryan Presley's head. I am. He um, can't be happy. Presley is, I think, at this point of his career, he's gotten his money. I don't think he's got another big contract in him. But he wants to close. I, I think he also wants to win games. Too. So does that mean he's not going to get his music anymore? Are they going to uh, do that in the eighth? He'd get it in the eighth inning. Uh, they gave Oct- Octavio. You can't play the music in the eighth. Why, why can't you? <laughs> Come on, man. That's a closer thing. <laughs> Rafael Montero has music in the eighth inning. Yeah, but he doesn't have like not a whole production. He had to change the yeah. song. You ain't turning out the lights I miss Johnny eight. Cash why, already. Why can't you? I mean that's too much. I disagree. Music is reserved for the closer. You're, you're trying to get the crowd like, involved. Like a it's whole production like that. Yeah, you, you, it's, you can't do that in the. Yeah. Eighth. We got PA announcers yelling defense in okay. Rockies games. I mean, it's but that's different game. with a closer. No, I, don't, I disagree. I think that they will do all the Johnny Cash stuff. They did it when he, whenever he would come in in the eighth inning in, in the postseason. Yeah, but he was closing. It. it was like one. It was like two outs. He's coming in. He's he, the you last don't know guy that for a fact. They could have brought in somebody Yeah. <laughs>
3: Everything. Addis
2: Lane here on In The Loop Sports Radio 610 talking about Jim Crane's biggest move. So, Lopez is in his feelings, and a lot of guys are in their feelings because Billy Wagner didn't get in to the Hall of Fame. Few people who voted for him last year didn't vote for him this year. It's his ninth opportunity. Well, he had opportunity. a bad year. Yeah. <laughs> it's, his, it's his ninth opportunity, and he he comes up five votes short. Are you fired up about this? Like, do you want to join the John Lopez outrage Group
8: are, are are you okay with it? I, I don't care anymore. I used oh to wow! Care. I used to care about that stuff. It doesn't matter to me anymore.
3: It doesn't matter to me by and large. But wait, I th- so can I can I ask you because wait, yeah. what what did you say? I said by and large, but when it, no, I said yesterday. You didn't let me finish. Billy Wagner mattered to me. That was one of my confessions. Like like I was like this is an outrage if they don't vote for him. They and this is not about so much like like Billy Wagner is a Hall of Famer. Like, Billy Wagner is a Hall of Famer. You put his numbers next to Mariano Rivera, who's a no-brainer, they're almost identical, and in some cases, Billy Wagner's are better. And I know you were mentioning the, in, in the break, Well, what about the postseason? The, the The Hall of Fame is about body of work. It's about your body of work. That includes postseason. I'm not going to say it's, it's nothing, but there are guys that barely sniff the postseason that are in the Hall of Fame. This is about the writers who vote. Pompous, arrogant, self-important, quote, keepers of the game, that don't know what their role is. Their role is to celebrate the game. The Hall of Fame is a museum celebrating the best of the of the best. And if you if you talk about any any category, let's talk about closers. Billy Wagner is one of the best in the game.
8: Yeah, I just don't care anymore. I used well, to- you don't have to care. <laughs> Stuff mattered to me in the past. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't have to care.
3: But what I'm saying is, we, we. I mean, we're here to comment. I mean, you're you're talking about pockets. I mean, you 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 care about pockets. You know, I mean, like, like you care more about pockets than than
8: Billy Wagner's entire career like, uh, not being celebrated appropriately? I, I care more about what's going to happen next month as opposed to 20 years ago. No, no, I understand that. No, can, I, can I ask you, though? Yeah. Because I, I do think you bring up a good point, though, about the guys that voted him in the past and didn't vote him in the future. Are those guys, though, that just chose to leave them off their 2024 <laughs> ballot after voting for him in 2023? Or were they voters who kicked off the voting rolls because that stuff tends to be kind of dynamic like guys who had votes don't have votes like you used to have a vote you don't have a vote anymore
3: yeah i voted for 19 i think 19 years and then uh When was your last year uh about four years
8: ago okay. um and I'm, did you did you vote for billy wagner when you had a vote every year Okay, every single See, but that, and that that's where billy wagner gets hurt yeah. is that some of the guys who were on the, the voting rolls before have Since been dropped, Lopez from the voting. quit race. on Billy Wright. <laughs> no, that's really the bottom <laughs> line. That's that's really what's Billy, Billy Wagner would be him. in the Hall of Fame today uh, if it were for you. You quit on him, part of the problem. One vote, he missed by five. You <laughs> quit on him. That's that's
3: 20% of what he did. Uh, but but I actually was kind of embarrassed for being for what the voters were doing, and I was just being honest with myself. I think I might have told you, Landry. I'm like, I watch every game but i don't go to games yeah i don't i don't go to the clubhouse anymore yeah. it wouldn't have been fair
8: for me to vote yeah and so i kind of did See, like I, I, the I disagree, right thing i i disagree with that because you were in the clubhouse back then so yes. like a, a lot of the guys who are getting throw, who are getting taken off the voting rolls are guys that were covering the game when the guys who are currently being voted in were playing in the game. So that's that's the one thing that I, I, I kind of disagree with how they've handled the voting in recent years is mm-hmm.
3: that No, I chose to be off though.
8: okay Yeah. Because I was but, like, but a, this lot isn't guys, fair. a lot I mean, of guys a lot of guys <laughs> are being but you probably should have stayed on. Yeah. Because like you covered the you covered the sport when Gary Sheffield was in the league. You sure. covered the sport when Billy Wagner was Pretty much for everybody the in Austria. this class. Yeah. So yeah. that 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 I think is where they've kind of made the mistake of taking some guys off the voting rolls a little too soon for that very reason i just think these guys but he's going to get in like he's five votes uh, it's short. his last year, he, next he's, year he's going to get in i i, I will uh, i will stick I a hope good you're amount right. no, breaking I, news i hope you're right <laughs> he, he i i don't think there i i don't think there is precedence for a guy who has been this close to not getting so like, what is 73.6 yeah, i think craig biggio was two vote shy yeah. um whenever the year before that he he got in easily the next year so uh ultimately i i, think, I have a problem with the voters
3: I like, like they, they they're just those so, are your people
8: bro not anymore
3: I quit them those are your fault no, I left them I left them in the rear view mirror sir. I was embarrassed it's embarrassing well
8: you were them once. you're part <laughs> of the problem part <laughs> of the problem bro part of the problem should have stayed on spo
2: appreciate you. No matter the pocket, we can always count on you. Let's talk
5: about pocket on
8: Wednesday here on in the Loop. You got, you got a lefty <laughs> pocket in the seventh <laughs> inning, and then there might be a switch hitter here and a right-handed hitter there. That's another pocket. I've I've used this phrasing many times. You've yeah, never... I must. Thanks have for it. paying attention. I
2: must have missed it. The pocket. I, I don't know if I. I don't know. We're gonna have to check the tape on that. Coming up, the year one evaluation of the Will Anderson trade. Something else, some people need to accept. Plus, one of the hottest takes of all hot takes from the man himself. In the Loop continues next. All right, so let's evaluate this Will Anderson trade Uh, one year in. It it was a controversial trade, to say the least. I I do think there's some factors that need to be taken into account when we talk about this. Will Anderson, by the way, uh, set the uh, franchise record for sacks in a rookie season. He's up for Defensive Player of the Year. Still still a lot of improvement that Will Anderson is capable of. Uh, and I think we're, we're excited about what he can become. And they clearly like Will Anderson. Uh, before we get into this, the, the one-year evaluation. Now, how do you feel about the Will Anderson trade? 713-572-4610 uh, on the uh, text line, Odyssey app, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, let's hear CJ Stroud talking about Will Anderson, uh, who was selected uh, the pick after him. Here's what CJ had to say.
10: Uh, his mentality, Um, not only does it match up with his talent, but it probably uh, upsees his talent, will to win, you know what I'm saying, the grit that he brings to a locker room. And his talent is is great, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, like if you can match that with what he has, man, it's a force to be reckoned with.
2: All right, so the trade. Let's let's look at the uh, trade, and we'll hear uh, a real hot take from Will Anderson. He might get his trees poisoned Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here pretty quick uh, with what he had to say. We'll hear that uh in a sec but but the trade itself when it happened um there was a lot of excitement there was a discussion over whether or not the texans were going to take a quarterback uh but the trade itself the texans traded mm-hmm. the number 12 overall pick last year the number 33 overall pick last year a first round pick this year which they decided to trade their own instead of the one they possessed from cleveland uh and a third round pick this year in exchange for that number 3 overall pick which they used to select Anderson and pick 105 last season. Before we get into this, I do think that it's important for the people who were most critical of this when it immediately happened. I I think they got to be honest with themselves. Mm -hmm. Because part of the outrage over it was
1: how the hell are
2: the Texans who suck going to trade their first-round pick that's going to be a top-five, top-ten pick for a defensive end? That ended up being pick 27. So it's five picks away from being a second. So I do think, although it's still quite a lot to give up, I do think that that needs to be taken into account. Because if let's be honest, if the Texans had the – Fourth or fifth overall pick right now, and We'd they be had traded that. Yeah, you'd be looking at it different. But mm-hmm. the fact that you did end up, and Will Will Anderson was a large part of why. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it did end up being twenty seven, I think the 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 biggest critics, and they might move the goalposts, and they might still be upset. But you got to at least tone it down a little bit because it ended up being the
3: twenty seventh overall selection. You do uh, absolutely. Um, but you asked the question: How do you feel about the, the you know the, the the trade today? I I might be different from you. And and a lot of the loopholes, I think it's incomplete still.
2: Oh, it sure is. I, I, oh, it sure is. It's easy. I'm not like oh yeah. No, oh
3: yeah, he's yeah, going to be great. We, oh, we don't we don't we don't know that. Yeah, it's early. We don't know that.
2: No, it's early. It's it's rookie of the year. Yeah, hell of a
3: start. Yeah, it's very early. But I'm like yeah. that's dude. what is that? Two first, a second, and a third. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. You, you gotta be a star yeah, it's very you gotta be a star. it's very early there's yeah.
2: there's some there's some reason for optimism, mm-hmm. but but yeah, it it's definitely early. we'll we'll make that very clear. um I've always had the package deal theory and I think there I think that there can be like a deeper meaning behind this trade and 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 I said it at the time, and I think now that we see not even what's happened on the fuel because that speaks for itself, we see what Cj's doing and we see what will's doing. But the culture – and we'll, we'll hear Will Anderson speak at 1240. By the way, he should be at the podium more often. Oh, he's great. Yeah, quit hiding no. these guys in the locker room. Like the, Next year, the Texans, they need to send more guys to the podium yes. because the message doesn't necessarily get out. There's too much water carrying. We need to see we, – we need to hear these guys – Speak the fact that we're not hearing like Laramie Tunsil after the Josh Allen game and stuff like that. It's a disservice to the fans. Uh,
3: you know what? He, he's on the verge of, of becoming a star there too. Yeah. You know I think yeah. he could be a star. He's, for the he's media. got.
2: It's got to be a weekly podium thing. Yeah. Uh, with with a lot of these guys. Um. So so the info gets out or just post it on the website. Get do do it mm-hmm. uh, other and, and put it on. I'm not telling them how to do things. I kind Go of am. But how to yeah, do hey, things. it is what it is. <laughs> um. We we're providing a service to the folks. Um. But I think the trade itself. I always looked at it as a package deal. I, I think that there was a portion of the room that probably wanted Will Anderson, and there was a portion of the room that probably wanted C.J. Stroud, and mm-hmm. they and and they eventually had the discussion, no. hey, what if we can get both? That's, that's kind of common sense, but that's kind of what I think happened. And in order to get both, you had to select C.J. Stroud number two, and then you had to make the trade for Will Anderson or else the Stroud trade would have been way more expensive. It would have cost a lot more to trade up to three. But I think just the fact that, A, you had extra draft equity. So it's not like the Texans or the Carolina Panthers and you traded all this for Bryce Young and you're not going to have first-round picks the next two years. Yeah. You had extra draft equity because of Deshaun Watson. You still have a full draft this year. I think that should be taken into account. Yes, And I also think there's something to be said for – the culture that's being developed with C.J. Stroud and with Will Anderson and the way in which they played and the way in which they speak. And I also think the culture can kind of bleed into the front office where you're going to have to have tough conversations. But let's say Nick Casario wanted this, D'Amico Ryans wanted that, and you start off with one of those guys getting their way. Let's say like player Mm -hmm. A liked Will Anderson or – Front office guy A liked Will Anderson, and front office guy B like C.J. Stroud. Like, if you go one way or the other, like, let's say you take Will Anderson, and then C.J. Stroud does this. I don't know how you come back from that. Yeah. So you give, you end up coming together. You get the best of both worlds. You develop a culture. So I think I I think that is kind of like a deeper meaning to this move that. I think goes beyond the measurements, and I think it's from a measurement perspective, the fact that it is the 27th overall pick and it wasn't a top-five pick or anything like that. I think right now, so far, so good. I think they look pretty good on this Will Anderson trade.
3: I think there's another measurement, uh, another uh, aspect of this that is good, that has nothing to do necessarily with Will Anderson uh, directly, and that is you took a big swing, and it looks like it's going to work. So I think with with when the front office gets together, and I'm not saying they're going to be you know riverboat gamblers and all this other stuff, but when they get together and they 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 are faced with a an opportunity to maybe make make another bold move, I think they're going to be kind of in, in, emboldened a little bit. They're going to be kind of charged up because they've made it work before. I think like the philosophy of the D'Amico and Nick Casario front office and how they operate, willing to take a chance. I think this kind of Gives them a little boost as well, you know. Like like like, we've made a big swing. We, yeah, we, it's worked. We can do this again. And and and
2: I I think from from the on field perspective, again, it's it's uncertain, but it's it's off to a good start. Mm-hmm. From a what you gave up and what it initially looked like you potentially gave up to now, I think it's off to a good start. Now the other side of things, and I've gotten this text message. God, I've seen this in the comments. Good lord, you still do have a lot of needs. So you know, some people will look at it as. Could have used those picks. Damn, the Lions got Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta with that same ish draft compensation. Uh, and you would have had another pick, too. So I get that. But I also look at it, and, and I'll talk, I'll talk more in depth about this tomorrow when I talk about the Texans perhaps being a souped up version of the Lions. I, I could also see it where they're 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 in different points of their process, the Lions and Texans, but the Lions got their Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. their pass rusher, their guy who sets the sets the tone for the entire defense. Yeah, and and Aiden Hutchinson had a better rookie season than Will Anderson, and he's probably he's a better player than Will Anderson at this point. Yeah, but as Aiden Hutchinson did what he did, and Will did a hell of a job too. He might end up winning the same damn award. Um, he increased his play the next year and you focused on the other side of the rock and you were able to add offensive weaponry. Yeah. So if the Texans this year can now add that offensive weaponry and Will Anderson can take a step, maybe even more steps uh towards his progression and his development as a player like Aiden Hutchinson did, then it it
3: it kind of minimizes the uh criticism of the trade or or, or what you know, the, what you gave up. You know, and, and those things.
2: But I but I, I, have no problem with the trade. I think the trade looks fine. And the other thing is, you've said this, and we got to say this again. It's early. Very early. This is a one-year report. This is a one-year report, but I think one year in, it looks probably about as good as it possibly could. Although, you know, you might want a few more sacks from Williams. I think
3: the front office is feeling it a little bit, and, and that's a good thing. Uh, I think they can trust their evaluations and – their their uh, ability to to make deals more than someone wh- where it blew up in their face uh like like they, they they traded a lot but they got a lot in return and, and it's looking even better.
2: Looks good mm-hmm. looks real good um and we'll see how it uh how it goes tomorrow uh how the Texans can be a better version of the Detroit Lions yeah you heard me. <laughs> you heard me We'll get into that. Will Anderson. We'll hear from him at twelve forty. Man, he was good at the podium. What a what a sharp young man that Will Anderson is. But he might have pissed off a lot of crazy mofos. How's with that? Something he said. Really? He had a hot take, man. He had a real hot take. Piping hot. Steaming hot. Steaming hot. Steaming hot. Now there are a few fan bases crazier than those Alabama Crimson Tide fans. Mm-hmm. Remember Harvey Up Updike poisoning. Auburn's Trees. Yeah, that was a crazy dude. Did you remember his
3: explanation for it? Not really. said, I got too much Bama in me. Okay. How about the running of the gumps? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Every year at spring training. Not great. Yeah.
2: Listen to what Will Anderson said when he was asked about D'Amico Ryan's. An unsolicited hot take yeah. from Will Anderson.
7: Bro, um, overly exceeded though. Overly. And... I don't usually rank my all the head coaches I've ever had. But man, he show up there, I tell you, bro. Like he got he might be number one, bro. Overcoat saving dog. Like bro, like <laughs> Bro,
3: but like
6: <laughs> Oh my! He's on fire.
3: Damn, Will. You heard me. Damn,
2: Will. <laughs> He's like you He's heard already me. putting D'Amico ahead of saving, man. man. You, you heard me. What about that?
3: Yeah, I said what I
2: said. You know what I think Will Anderson should do next year? What's Change that? the number. Well, we thought he was going, going yeah, to this year. Yeah, let's change it. Let's yeah. let's get off fifty-one. Is it too late? No, 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 no. You're just one year in. Change the number. Change something No, nah, just change it. Let's move on.
3: Let's I, I agree get, with you, get, but it might be too late, better. man. You already see that. What was he?
5: Thirty-one there? in college. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. we got thirty-one now. Damian Pierce.
3: <laughs> okay, he might hmm. be able to change
5: it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's there's some options out there. <laughs>
5: Just hold tight, Will. Just hold
3: tight. <laughs> I don't I'd like Damian Pierce, man, but boy. That's crazy. We were not having that conversation. <laughs> oh, earlier, we were talking, is he a thousand yard rusher and all this other stuff? Uh it's just not that. Number man. might be available, man. Yeah, yeah. He might come back hungry next year. <laughs> well, he's gonna come back hungry. You know, that's his personality. It's just a matter of can he
2: fit. He can come back hungry, man. 713 572 uh, one zero. So the Jonathan Grenard situation is interesting too. I know Will Anderson uh, speaks very highly of Jonathan Grenard, and we we like Jonathan Grenard. We've had him on the show. It just kind of seems like you know there is cap space, but there's also future bills that you have to prepare for. You know, you don't just unload sixty five, seventy million, whatever it is, and then you know just get the slate wiped clean. I, I think with what D'Amico is. I I think Will Anderson's going to elevate his play in such a way, and they're able to elevate other players. And Lopez has his top five must keeps uh, with the Texans free agents. That's coming up in in about ten minutes. The Grenard thing, I think you just got to charge it to the game and say have a have a have a good career elsewhere, man. We wish you the best.
3: I disagree. Uh, I, I I flat out disagree. So
2: you would keep Grenard. I think Grenard you paying him in the twenty mil range?
3: I don't know what the number's gonna be. Is it I mean I, I've people looked at the people pay spot for rack. pass rushers. No, they do, but the piece people also don't find pass rushers, especially complimentary pass rushers. He knows his role. Like like he knows he's not going to be Will Anderson. He's not physically there with Will Anderson, but he's dang good and and, and he's gotten progressively better. Uh Spoiler alert for my top five uh or six free agents that the Texans need to keep, Jonathan Grenard is on the list. Yeah, I, I, I think a guy like him, who's not gonna ask to be like the guy and all this other stuff, just wants to get paid. Well, that's fair. Uh I, I think I think Grenard is is really important to this team and and especially with that role. I just feel like it's very dangerous when you start falling
2: in love with your players. You're not wrong, and I, we've seen it here many times. I've also seen how Nick Casario can—I don't want to call it bargain shop—but how Nick Casario can can look around and find guys on one-year deals and bring those guys in and develop and all that type of stuff. So I don't, I don't look at this as you know you've got to keep Jonathan Grenard. I look at this as D'Amico. Is such a good defensive mind that he's going to be able to develop the next Jonathan Grenard. Okay,
3: that's where I that's where I disagree with you. Like our whole, I talk about pixie dust all the time, right? Well, you you found it. You know, like he did it. But it's, it's he he got Jonathan Grenard. low, so high, though, right? Uh, well, well, sure, and it was a value this year. He had a Whitney Merciless year. There, year. There, there's no question. You think it was just a one hit wonder? No, I mean I think Whitney Merciless had I mean, if you could get Whitney
2: Whitney Merciless on the bargain that they got him on on his second contract, that's cool. But at this point I think it's gonna be like you're you're gonna have to be paying what you paid Whitney on his third. I don't know. Now, I, he's I, in a different he's in a different point in his career, I get it, but I I just think Will Anderson's gonna be the straw that stirs the drink and I think that you can you can find other got other ways. I mean, you could draft someone in the draft, you can figure something out.
3: Well, you know there is First that. Round. There is that aspect. Little money, little money. I,
2: I want to focus offense, but you could do that.
3: I also think that this is uh, like you've you've got the third most salary cap in the entire league. You got seventy-four million dollars in cap space. This is right, dude. You're going to spend it somewhere, and you've got a guy. You've got him right there. Do I have to bring up the Titus extension every time we do this? Well, that's fine, but Titus is pretty much an outlier. Compared to Jonathan Grenard. No, Titus, no. Titus didn't have a Jonathan Grenard No, ear. I know. Yeah.
2: But it just, it feels like the Titus thing feels like the paying Whitney Merciless instead of DJ Reader thing. The joint they did.
3: Yeah. That didn't work out either. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't work out either. All I'm saying is like, D'Amico, find a guy that you can elevate his game, that fits in your system, that's perfect, that knows his role. He's not going to try to be Will Anderson, uh, et-, et cetera. Yeah, I found him. He's right there. You know, number 52, right? 52? Uh, that That's the guy. That So let's just go ahead and sign him, find a value deal as best we can. A value deal? For for, for what he's going to be charging. I'm not saying $3 million, but is it 20 Is it 18 I don't know. And spend it. You got $74 million. Like, your whole goal is to find guys like Jonathan Gennard, and you found one. You found him. And you got the money to, to spend to, to keep that. There's going to be so much turnover all over this roster. We talked about this yesterday. Especially on the offensive side of the ball, but there's going to be new cornerbacks, there's going to be new new safeties, there's going to be linebackers, maybe. Um, who knows? You got some defensive tackles that are free agents. Um, you got you got to keep somebody, and that guy is 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 somebody that that has fit in your system and has produced.
2: On the uh, text line, Everett Lee, uh, shout out to you. That's on uh, the YouTube. Uh, why did San Francisco trade for Chase Young if those guys are so easy to find? I, I don't know that they're easy to find, but my answer would be because it was cheap. And he's still on his rookie contract. Now we'll see if San Francisco pays uh, Chase Young, but that would be that would be my reasoning. Is that it costs you what a day two pick? Mm-hmm. And you know you're you're in the you're in a Super Bowl situation where it could potentially be the missing piece. It, it's it's much different when you're paying day two picks, rookie contracts versus. The first huge contract they get. Because very rarely in free agency do teams win because of what they do in free agency. Yeah. Very
3: rarely. Yeah. Uh, but he's 26. Yeah, he's not old. You know? He's not old. And I'm not going to, like, cry in my beer if they don't uh, sign him. I'm just saying, like, this is your whole goal is to find guys like this. It's crying in your beer, like, where you're at the bar and you're just sad. Yeah, is that what broke up with about? your girl, and you're just like, oh, why didn't she love me? So, you're-
5: you're crying in your beer. Crying in your beer. That's a thing.
3: Yes, it's a thing. Okay. Yeah.
5: Didn't know that. Yeah. I never saw nobody cry at the bar like that. I haven't either. I haven't.
3: Well, y- y'all need to look more. <laughs> People go to bars because they're depressed. What I mean, <laughs> I don't know if they're literally crying, but they might be sobbing a little bit. Just trying to mask the pain. Yeah. Okay. Self. Uh, self-induced. Self-medication. Medication. Yeah. Coming up. John
2: Lopez's five must-keeps. We already know one of them. We'll get the other four
6: next
2: John Lopez, five that must remain alive. The five free agents that the Texans must keep. Let's cuss and discuss here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. It's championship weekend. We're heading to the big game, by the way. Presented by Yingling and the Low T Center. Cannot wait. What's your favorite
3: buffet? My favorite buffet? Yeah. Um... I'm not a big Golden Corral guy, really, um, but it, it kind of fits with
5: this. Um, the Chinese Buffet off uh, the Katy Freeway. Kim Song. Kim yeah.
3: Song is good.
2: Yeah. And uh, what's the Mediterranean spot? Demasis. Oh, Demasis is good.
3: Demasis. That's a good yeah, buffet. Demasis goes in. Yeah. So let's look at this like a, like a buffet. You got a plate. Right? Can- what? You got a there's a there's a so buffet. Really it's like a buffet. A buffet line. Okay. Because what are there? Twenty something free agents the Texans are gonna have? Yeah. more than that. Yeah, more than that. I think twenty six. That's a lot. Like. Yeah, there's a lot of them. You, you can only put five. So you go on buffet. It's a buffet. Okay. You can only pick five things. It's a huge buffet. Okay. There's salads. Can there's entrees. On stuff? There's. Like, I'm not sneezing on anything. You're sneezing on the damn. <laughs> That's why they have sneeze guards. You can only put five things on your plate. Maybe six if you want to pack it in there. Put something on top, like put mashed potatoes. Man, on Yeah, you can't of get something. two plates. Uh, no man, one plate, one plate. You got what kind of buffet is this? It is, so it's a one plate buffet. Buffet. Here. <laughs> you, can, you can go back. Lord, you can go back next year, but Gracious. you you got one plate. Put five items on that plate. Maybe six if you want to pile it on. Damn man, yeah. What's wrong what, with that?
2: I mean, why don't you just say that I'm ordering a uh, a, a, a plate with three
3: sides?
5: That's what you're saying. This $25 for one plate? $25 yeah. for for yeah. two for three it's, sides? It's an
3: expensive game, man. All right. It's a, it's a good buffet. Right. Five things. At 25. Right, so I'm walking through the buffet line. And you know all the guys that are on this uh, free agent list. I'm, I'm going through the free agent buffet. Okay. First big heaping spoonful is going to be Dalton Schultz. Okay. Got to have him back. All right, gotta have him back. Probably he, about two years, twenty-two. Yeah, something three years, like that. thirty-three. Uh, you got to pile uh, some some Dalton Schultz on there, and you you, you look, you can't miss on Jonathan Grenard. You, you you know you've had it before. It's legit. It's consistent. Oh, you're going big money. Uh, so you got a, you got another uh you Whew. get you get out the tongs and you get a big old Whew. gob of Jonathan Grenard that and put is... that on your plate. Pause. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, Slide down your tray. You got your plate on there. Okay, so, you have,
2: so you're taking Dalton Schultz. You're falling in love with this team. I am falling yeah, in love with Yeah, you're not churning the roster. You're falling in no, love. No, no, no,
3: no. There are certain guys you're that satisfied. we need to sign everybody yeah, back. No, Pretty only satisfied. five. Run it back. Only five. Run this team back. Oh, look. They got some Devin Singletary. Okay. They got some Devin Singletary. You're going to get two more running backs at least. Yeah. If Damon Pierce goes for sure. Uh, so you got to have Devin Singletary, consistent, runs the offense, all that stuff. All right, so we got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. How about that big Sheldon Rankins that's staring you in the face? Get get you that Sheldon Rankins, not a little pixie dust man, guy. Man, you're just you're just going very. You got seventy four million dollars, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just spend it all. And then you're gonna be a little value pick here. Let's just spend it all, man. Little value pick here. Oh, I got to get me some Derek Barnett. Got to get me some Derek Barnett. Then you're set, uh, pretty much. Obviously, you're going to draft somebody. You're going to get some other things here. Uh, so you got Dalton Schultz, Jonathan Grenard, Devin Singletary, Sheldon Rankins, Derek Barnett. Those are my five. And maybe if you can pile it on on top or maybe you have a dessert tray, a dessert dish, Cameron Johnston. I would take Cameron Johnston at this point more so than Kaimi Fairbairn. I think what he brings, I call him the weapon. What to take them both? Uh, what? No, I would prefer, but you only got five, maybe six. I would prefer both, but I would what he brings as a punter, and we've seen it over and over and over again. And we've seen what it's, what life is like without Cameron Johnston. You got it, it. The the value is so much more than. I know kicks are big, but there are a lot of kickers that you could maybe get, you know, that yeah. are good kickers. So, there you go. Dalton Schultz, John Grenard, Devin Singletary, Sheldon Rankins, Derek Barnett, and a little side dish of Cameron Johnston. Okay. What are your five? There's a bunch of good names that I left off there now. Uh, I'm going with
2: Blake Cashman, Cam Johnston, Kiami Fairbairn.
3: And you are at Golden Corral. I'm really Corral. not that hungry, man. You are at Golden Corral. I'm really
2: not that hungry. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Do- Schultz. Can get in there. No, I'm Steven gonna, Nelson. No, Schultz can get in there. Schultz, Cashman, Cam Johnson, Kaimi Fairbairn, and then Derek Barnett. Yeah. And then I'm and then I'm going shopping in free agency. Like yeah. I, I I feel like. I feel like you're just falling in love with guys and you're not. You're you're not lo- you're not looking at the big picture. I am looking at the big picture. You're not picture. looking at the big picture. Like let me put it this way. The mindset that you just had, it doesn't get you to playing on Sunday in my opinion. And the example I'll use is the Detroit Lions. Like there's there seems to be a a strong consensus that the Texans got to bring back Devin Singletary. Man, we got to get him back, man. He just had a career year, despite the fact that, you know, he was basically a committee guy for a couple of years, and Buffalo wanted to upgrade, and he just had a career year. We, we've got to bring back Devin Singletary, man. That That is – that's a must. I don't mind bringing back Devin Singletary as a complimentary guy. I also don't mean don't mind moving on from him. And the example I'll use is the Detroit Lions. 2022, Jamal Williams had over 1,000 yards. He had 17 touchdowns for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Lions didn't look at that as, man, this is a real priority. We got to bring back Jamal Williams. Look at this guy. 1,000-yard, career year, 17 touchdowns. They signed David Montgomery. They were fine with that. Uh, meat on the bone, David Montgomery, and they still drafted Jameer Gibbs. So, I'm not in a hurry there. Jonathan Grenard, love you, ma'am, but... That's, I mean, that's a lot of money, especially considering that Will Anderson's going to take that next step. What about a guy like a Derek Barnett, who's also going to be going into his second contract? He's going to be cheaper than Jonathan Grenard. Uh, he's going to be pretty motivated, and you can still bring in some other bodies and focus on that interior. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Derek Barnett instead of Jonathan Grenard. I'm saving some of that money, and and I'm going to go, I'm going to go find guys on the outside that we can bring in that might have a little bit of fire under them.
3: I, and I'm doing this. Uh, you, you mentioned. You mentioned uh, Devin Singletary. Dude, I'm signing him and it's not going to be that expensive. His market value is no, not going to be high. Is three years thirteen million. Yeah, I'm signing him to deal. be the second running back. Okay, good. At I'm signing him least you're doing that. At least you're, second second doing that. At least you're doing and that. And he knows the system and he's a veteran and he's and he's able, you know, to yeah. and Derek Barnett is in that same that's boat. Fine. All right. If I, we're I'm, if we're I'm, doing
2: that, that's cool. I, I'm not yeah. completely dismissing the Devin Singletary thing. I'm just saying that. Let's not fall too in love with them. Yeah, the
5: no. only the only thing I'd be scared about is they gonna look at Singletary's like the guy. That's the guy. No, God, no. Uh, I mean, that's no, what they no did way. with Pierce. I feel like they did that with Pierce as the guy. Yeah, yeah,
2: you gotta look what the Lions did, man. They signed David Montgomery. He rushed for over a thousand
3: this year. They signed. Uh, they they still drafted Jameer Gibbs. I Go just, get them. I just think like this. You, it's very rare that you have seventy. You're the third. You have the third most cap space in the entire league. They've done stuff when but they you, were at the but, bottom but of but the you league. Don't, you, 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 It carries over. Of course, it does. It uh, carries over. Yeah. But I'm saying you're in you're in a situation where this you know all these players like Dalton Schultz his his market value is three years thirty four million dollars and, 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 and I don't even know and outrageous I, I don't even
2: know that that's going to be it that, I'm saying that's not outrageous like, even a if lot it of is te- yeah there's a lot of teams with tight ends like last year the market like I thought his market value was about that last year and he ended up signing a one year nine million dollars deal. there you go not no but I I don't think any of these guys should prevent you. Jonathan Grenard is the only one that might prevent you from investing heavily in the other one. But if you sign Dalton Schultz, you sign um Singletary or whatever, that, that should not stop you from being open to investing elite assets,
3: aka early draft picks in those positions. I don't even think this is that expensive outside of Grenard. Like Sheldon Rankins, maybe, uh, but but still, but they can find Sheldon. They found Sheldon this year. Uh, they did eleven mil. I like Sheldon. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's. I
2: don't know what he's worth. I don't know if they nine point nine a year. D'Amico seems like he wants to upgrade the the D line. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Who knows, man? But it is. I mean, the the only one that I would really just say no thank you is Jonathan Grenard.
3: I I don't know what his too value expensive is. man. Uh, but let's say too expensive, and
2: I like Will, but Barnett. Dude, he's still. You can get him. He
3: he was a first round
2: pick. Yeah, he didn't work out in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a train wreck. Mm -hmm. And he looked great here. Like, whatever the price is, bring in Barnett. Put Will Anderson on the opposite. Hell, if you want to draft a a DN in the first round, bring him in, and keep sprinkling that dust, man. I like Jonathan Grenard a lot. I love what he gave. I just think they're capable of getting stuff like that each year. I'm looking forward to the churning of the roster,
3: the high quality
2: churning. Not just the change. I, I actually move in, do too. Change, move I think
3: there's some key elements here, like like the list of players that that I have here. Outside of Jonathan Grenard, who I said knows his role, he'll be opposite uh, Will Anderson. None of them may be like the guy at their position. They might be the number two. Devin Singletary for sure. If you draft a big time tight end, if you bring in another tight end, Dalton Schultz, especially draft. Uh, You know, would be like a one A or something like that. Sheldon Rankins, they flip those guys around inside, but you got to have them. Um, You know, Derek Barnett is not a starter. You know, so I think this is smart money here, and these are guys that have contributed and and especially contributed here. Who's your five?
2: Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Send in uh, your five. Neither one of us
3: said John Weeks hey man you only let me have five <laughs> that's what
2: i'm saying <laughs> what a weak ass buffet the Lopez <laughs> buffet. i think the biggest takeaway here regardless of where you sit the lopez buffet sucks five item. i get limit? big scoops biggie five item limit yeah i get yeah. big scoops that's like going to a chinese buffet okay so i gotta get some fried rice i gotta get some lo mein oh damn i gotta get some orange chicken okay oh wow those ribs those are fresh those look good i'll get some of those ribs and then I, I I can't get beef and broccoli and broccoli chicken. I have to decide between one. This is yeah. awful. Hey, oh, I, egg roll. I'm screwed.
3: I've already got my five. <laughs> that's the six. That's a, the one That's the one you can squeeze what on. A,
5: what a terrible
3: buffet. Just lay it on top. That's oh, I could to some
2: of that hot and sour soup or some of that egg drop.
3: Oh, huh? well, well, well. well. Sorry. Well, you got to make a decision. Five-item limit. You got to make a decision. Coming up, the hits
2: are lit, and Bobby Slowick is on standby, but a big name in media says Bobby is about to get frozen out of one of his potential gigs. The hits are lit next.
6: Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In The Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker.
2: The hits are lit and Bobby might not be it.
6: Playing all the hits, these are the hot stories of the day. You're listening to In The Loop with Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610.
2: Next up for the Texans. Could Bobby Slowick be staying in town? Talk about that in a sec. But here's C.J. Stroud talking about taking that next step. Yeah, I got to do way
10: more. You know, I got to, you know, at the end of the day, I look back at it like I can say a whole bunch of cool stuff up here that'll make everybody go crazy. But honestly, I got to be myself, you know, and just work hard at that and just really do everything that God put in my heart to do. And um, I just, I'm just super thankful for God, man, and, and Christ having a rookie year like I had, you know, and uh, to be able to be mentioned with a whole bunch of greats. It's been just a blessing and my plan is just, I want to be the best, you know, I don't want to just be the best rookie, the best second year dude. I, I want to be the best um, point blank period.
2: All right, there you go. That's so pretty bold. Yeah, and, and we'll see what it's like for uh, old CJ Stroud. Now, is he going to have a new OC? That's the question. Um, Bobby Slowick, he interviewed yesterday in person. He was in D.C. Bobby Slowick was in D.C. He interviewed with the uh, the Washington Commanders. Can't keep up with their name. Yeah, I think that's their name. <laughs> yeah, no, that's have they it.
3: changed Have they had a name change yet? <laughs> that's it. No, they're still oh, they're commanders. commanders yeah. I keep
5: getting ready to call them the Commodores. <laughs> they they hey, look hey, like the hey, Commodores. They'd be
3: better off if they, they were. Should have stuck with the football team.
5: I like the football I that team. That it's tight. Yeah. I, I actually like that gear too, man. Yeah. Oh that yeah, was tight.
2: Man. Washington football team. Yeah, I like I, that. I don't know why they screwed that up. WFT.
5: Um, so, Bobby
2: interviewed in. Um, Washington he also is going to interview in Atlanta however now news is coming down that Jim Harbaugh is going to have his second interview in Atlanta and this is on the uh the aftermath of the report that the Chargers are interested in Harbaugh and Harbaugh is interested in the Chargers so you got to think one of those gigs Atlanta or Los Angeles goes to Jim Harbaugh they've also interviewed Bill Belichick twice so Bobby Slowick seems like a big-time underdog for the uh, Atlanta gig. Would you agree? Absolutely. Okay, so we can perhaps chalk that off the list. Now, Washington, he has some familiarity with that squad. But Boomer Esiason, mm-hmm. WFAN, he says he thinks Ben Johnson, the Lions OC, is going to be the guy that they decide on. So that would chalk another one off the list for old Bobby. It's it's possible. old Bobby, right back with us. And that suitcase that you packed for him yesterday <laughs> to kick his butt
3: out of town, uh, you might have to unpack that suitcase, and old big cat Bobby might be back. I, I, I'm almost ready to double down on that in a, in a different way. Uh, but I'll get to that later. What do you mean? Do tell. I, I think the Texans want to keep Bobby Slowick, obviously. Yeah. But I think they're kind of telling us we'd be good with Gerard. We'd be good with Gerard. Yeah. So what does that mean? I mean, like, like if it happens, I think the Texans are not going to be packing any bags for Bobby Slowick, but they're going to be like, you know,
5: come on down. Yeah. What if the they, Texans, ra- they probably what if the rather
2: Texans said, hey, we're getting rid of Bobby, and we're of <laughs> no, 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 no. They no, probably
5: no. rather sacrifice Bobby to keep Gerard. Thank you. I can see that. Thank you. Uh, I don't, I don't know.
2: I, I don't yeah. know the right answer to it. I think the, I think I don't think they want to lose both.
3: Even Bobby Slowick said, could have called anything, and 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 he'd yeah, have but success. he's full of crap. We no. knew he was lying on that. Where, did we? Yeah, he's just saying that. He said he had nothing
2: to do with CJ. No, 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 that was no, no. That's 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 a lie. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking
3: about like the play, the, the some of the plays that the CJ made this year. Even yeah. Slowick said, "Man, we could have called anything."
2: He doesn't mean that.
3: It's true. Come on. How many times did did are uh, so Basically,
2: Stroud... just saying he's like you as an AAU coach. He's just rolling <laughs> the ball out there. No, that was <laughs> that's what good. you're saying. No, that was really good.
3: Uh, no, what I'm saying is like he even recognizes, yeah. I think he has a lot of confidence in his game and his play calling, but he recognizes sometimes yeah, some script sometimes stuff. could call to anything. Yeah, but still because you had C.J. Stroud. I'm just saying, I'm not saying they want him out; they want him here. I, I don't think he's getting hired. I'm still thinking Washington. I, I been, thought I'm, he was. I'm, I've been on that. I think Ben Johnson's got it.
2: If Boomer says it, I believe him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't feel like Boomer's going to make it up. So no,
3: that, but but that could leave Carolina. Does he want to go to Carolina? Dude, now, that's one I would advise against. But he likes Bryce. He does like Bryce, he likes we Bryce. think. He likes Bryce. Yeah. No, uh, they might throw yeah. a little
5: money at him, too. Well, that's
3: the other thing. That's the that, that's the human element, you know. Seven, eight million dollars. Seattle,
2: I think Seattle's going to go with Dan Quinn eventually. Doesn't it seem that way? Yeah.
3: Perhaps. Yeah.
2: And then you got the chart. Like, it seems like old Bobby might get shut out. He could. No, he absolutely could. But he is the... And then I'm going to have to ask him about that reverse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be over it by then. Yeah, but I'm damn
3: sure gonna bring it up. He loves training camp. He loves him some reverse. What was reverse that reverse was? In, in the, the playoff hell was game, that, sir? I was angry. At How many you? times did he watch Little Giants? <laughs> <laughs> He's all about the you know the annexation of Puerto Rico play or whatever it was. Whatever
2: happened to that? Honey, I shrunk the kids. Dad, that was in Little Giants. Why did he uh, always uh, have to play a weasel?
3: What was his name? Yeah. Why did that guy always oh, with the glasses? To play? Yeah. 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 The guy always had to play the biggest weasel because he time. looked like. Where one. is he at now? Yeah. Is he alive? Yeah, I'm sure he's alive. Well, Predict.
2: Do you think the honey I shrunk the kids yes, dad is alive? I think yeah he's
3: alive. Where's he been? I don't know. Wasn't he also in... Uh, wasn't he also the nerd? His name's Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah, he was the nerd in... Uh, he's a nerd in everything.
2: Do you think it sucks to be the uh, nerd in everything? No. It's pretty profitable. Well, what about if you're like the fat, ugly person in everything? You ever think those people like feel sad? Yeah, he's alive. He's, um, wait. Man, he's 70? Yeah, he's 70. Holy. It, he's Thank got two God codes.
3: almighty. <laughs> he's 70? That. Dude, is-
2: he hadn't been in a movie since 2006. Really?
3: Well, he made a lot of money. Ghostbusters is the one I was thinking of. He was the nerd in Ghostbusters, too. He made a good did he
2: retire or something? He must have. Man, he just left in 2006. He just said, "Screw this." Big bully with Tom Arnold. Remember that one? Yeah, that was yeah, a good one. He's
3: made a good career. He
2: always got the hot chick too. Yo, oh, yeah. Like, why did they have to do that? Can yeah. we make it a little bit realistic? Well, nerds got hot
5: chicks. Could he have had like a <laughs> porn collection at home and
2: spent a lot you of time like, hey, in the bedroom if I'm or a, something?
5: If I'm a play a nerdy guy, you got to give me a hot mom or something. Honey, man. we
2: shrunk ourselves. Then Rudolph
3: the Red-Nosed Reindeer, then Brother Bear 1 and 2, and then Shrunk in the end. Man, how much money has he made being a nerd? Ghostbusters 1 and 2, Little Giants, Strange Brew. Did you like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Nah, I didn't like it that much. Yeah, wasn't that good? Little Shop of Horrors, Spaceballs. Good Lord, he's had a career. says he's worth 10 mil, though. Which Uh, is good. Those things aren't always accurate. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I remember Cat Williams that said that he looked at his net worth, and he said, when I saw my net worth, I had that much on me.
3: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's, those things are very inaccurate. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, yeah,
2: sometimes. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that kid, that guy, man. I, I didn't like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I like Little Giants. Bobby
3: Slowick did. Big Bully was good. He liked Little Giants. Yeah. Got fancy. <laughs> he loves those reverses. They
2: need to get him someone who can, he can run good reverses with mm-hmm. if, if he is uh, – back championship weekend upon us debo samuel we should get a little bit of uh an idea about his status the uh, injury reports start to come out today san francisco uh hosting the lions uh chiefs versus the ravens ravens a three-point favorite uh in that one and in other news john lopez not happy no billy wagner not in the hall of fame uh, he misses it by five votes. Lopez, McLean, all them upset. This was the conversation between John Lopez and Adam Spillane earlier today. <laughs> John Lopez pouring out his heart. You're darn right. To the man known as baseball spo. Let's hear baseball spo. I think he has some insight for Lopez after this uh pouring of the heart.
3: Billy Wagner mattered to me. That was one of my confessions. Like like I was like, this is an outrage if they don't vote for him. They and this is not about so much like like, Billy Wagner is a Hall of Famer. Like, Billy Wagner is a Hall of Famer. You put his numbers next to Mariano Rivera, who's a passion. no-brainer. They're almost identical, and in some cases, Billy Wagners are better. And I know you were mentioning the, in, in the break, but well, what about the postseason? The, the the Hall of Fame is about body of work. It's about your body of work. That includes postseason. I'm not going to say it's, it's nothing, but there are guys that barely sniff the postseason that are in the Hall of Fame. This is about the writers who vote. Pompous, arrogant, self-important quote, keepers of the game that don't know what their role is. Their role is to celebrate the game. The Hall of Fame is a museum celebrating the best of the of the best. And if you if you talk about any, right. any category, wait let's spell. talk about closers. Billy Wagner is one of the best in the game. Yeah, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care. But you he carried your heart
2: out to him and he just basically looked at you and said, Shut up. But you know, this is <laughs> How did that how did you feel in that moment?
3: Oh, I I got I let my I felt good. I I let it out what it needed to be yeah, happening. He did not he just basically thought you I were a joke. I don't care. No, he didn't. He said he doesn't care. By the way, he cares about like the most innocuous stats ever. And how many you know yeah, how many sliders he faced in his previous at bat <laughs> uh and and pockets, whatever that is. Oh was my hero today, <laughs> but he's like, yeah, I don't care. Well, you should. Yeah, don't care anymore because this is like this is the the history of the game, and it's 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 frankly like like these Hall of Fame voters. And again, I'll just say it. I was one for 19 years. Um, it's almost like they feel like they're. It's it's almost like they're your people. Not no, not anymore. They're definitely your people. Not though. anymore. But but you're saying this, but they're your people. No, they're not. You're part I'm, of them. I'm very different. You're from part them. of them. I am. Very, I'm not that. I don't think I'm a keeper of the your game. guys. No, you're 100 percent wrong. By the way,
2: I heard that Dale Robertson went to uh, NRG the other day and just asked one question and left.
3: That's a baller right there. Like I don't know That's what big time. I
2: guess the Chronicle. I guess the Chronicle's so thin that they asked Dale to like go there for a second or whatever. Yeah. And, he just went there, asked Slovick like a question and left or something. I
3: like that actually. I think that's badass. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's your people. <laughs> uh, no. Uh Dale's my people. Uh, but those baseball writers that have their heads up in the in the in the clouds, yeah, having their noses up in the clouds, are are not my people. I, I don't know what they're thinking.
2: Tell me what like uh, let's let's have a little therapy here, John. Okay. So what is like the 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 thing that makes you saddest about your family? Like your family right now. What's your saddest, saddest thing right now? We're trying to be vulnerable here and in the loop. Like, what makes you the saddest about the your family? Saddest
3: about my family?
2: Yeah, bro. I... Like, give me something. Just, I can't think of anything. Just Give me something. What's sad?
3: We're in a good spot. Knock on wood. What makes you everybody's
2: sad? Happy, everybody's happy. Everybody's healthy. Sad? What makes you the saddest? Nothing. Just give me something. I can't think of anything. Like anything.
5: I, it's awesome. Who do you worry Again, about the
2: on. most? Like, who do you worry about the
5: most in your family? They're all kicking ass. Just give me one though that you like. I'm little. Let me ask you something, John. How mm-hmm. how how you been holding up since the passing of Gibson?
3: Oh, not great. Every day uh, I, I see him, I think and, and I think of him and all that, but that's about all. Um, I give him. Uh, I still talk to Gibson just about every day. If I'm in my office or leaving the house, I always tell him the same thing I used to tell him all the time. Who's a good boy? Hold down the fort, Gib. Hold down the fort, Gib. That's about all. But I'm, yeah, I don't care anymore. <laughs> but I'm not worried about it. Spo doesn't care anymore, man. Yeah, he never really liked Gibson. He never liked Gibson. Yeah, he don't care anymore. That's all you need to know about Spo. <laughs> That's all you need to know about him. He, you need to get another dog, dude. Uh I don't know. I don't, I yeah, don't know. Gibson. You do. Gibson was yeah, my dog. Yeah, you do. Gibson
2: was my. dog. You're my dog. in the backyard all the time. Y'all all have a good time. time. Y'all, y'all. Are, Ha- y'all are winding down. All football my kids season's have dogs.
3: Over. You need a dog. All my kids have dogs. I Get knew- one if it makes sense. You need dog. a dog. Sit all the time. You need a dog. Maybe there will be a dog somewhere down the line that that'll need me, and then I'll I'll keep it. You know, like a rescue that's having a hard time or not being adopted or something, something like that. Yeah, maybe. But Gibson was my dog, man.
2: I think you need a dog. Uh, yeah, I you just don't care anymore. I, <laughs>
3: Coming up, speaking of crying,
2: there's a tale of crying that involves two of the most important members of your Houston Texans. We'll try to get to the bottom of this. We'll also talk about what's next for the most important man in town. Next. Yeah, I just don't care anymore. When's the last time you cried,
3: John? When's the last time you cried? Okay, this one I should be able to remember. Last time I cried... Probably when uh, Natalie was born, my granddaughter. Okay. There you go. So it was a happy cry. Yeah, yeah, happy cry. Not a sad cry. Happy cry, yeah.
2: There was some crying uh, apparently on Saturday involving the Houston Texans. Um, This was Will Anderson, who we'll hear from at 1240. This dude needs to be able to talk a little bit more. Uh, This was uh, Will Anderson talking about um, shedding a few tears after the Texans got smacked around by the Baltimore Ravens.
7: Yeah, I was crying after the game, and he wasn't crying. So – and he came he said, You good. We good. It's straight. We gon we gonna be good next year And I'm like, My bad. <laughs> Cap said we're gonna be good next year <laughs> So I I draw my tears up, man, and I, I just looked at it from his perspective that he gave me after we talked and he was just like, Bro, like just think about how much we've come from, like how much better we're gonna be next year, bro, like we're headed in the right direction.
2: The interesting thing about that is I think it kind of uh kinda of just speaks to, you know, CJ being you know for for all the culture guys and stuff CJ is definitely the uh CJ' is definitely the the leader of this squad but but he was talking about uh CJ's job but that was will Anderson talking about the passion I, I think it's good like these these are two 22 year old kids that's what's crazy about mm-hmm. the Texans like these these are 22 year old kids it's remarkable when you think about it that are that are in charge of this and they they just seem I I, I a lot of times you use it loosely. Oh, they are wise behind their years. No.
3: What would you have been a leader of at 22? Um, A kegger? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Figgy, <laughs> like, when you were the, 22, the what quest,
5: wha- The quest to score some pot? Yeah. What would you have been a leader <laughs> of? Man, probably leader in the streets or something. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know.
3: <laughs> like, it's remarkable.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it's remarkable. Like, as remarkable as it is, I think it's remarkable that... um, It's remarkable that C.J. Stroud is the same age as Will Anderson, mm-hmm. and C.J. Stroud is the one telling him, chill yes. out, man. Yeah, Hey, put your head up. Here was C.J. Stroud being asked about uh, the crying.
10: Yeah, I mean, uh, I appreciated Will for doing that, you know, because, I mean, that, that, those are raw emotions. It wasn't like he was doing that on... Like, just to be fake, he really meant, uh, cause, I mean, he really, like, was feeling that cause he really wanted to win that game. We all did. Um, and something I've learned in this league, man, is like, you can't let, let your emotions fluctuate. And, uh, I told Will, man, you're the, honestly, man, he's probably the most talented player, one of the t- most talented players I've ever been around in my life. Other we're gonna be back in this moment. You can promise, you, you I can promise you that. Like, it might not, I don't know when it's gonna be, how it's gonna be, who's gonna be on this team, but we're gonna get back. I appreciated everything that he did for us that year. I just wanted to see his head up high. I just wanted to see him encouraged and, and positive.
2: I think the thing about this um, is, first of all, I think Will Anderson is going to going to mature at an extreme level to where, in a short time, hell, it could be next year. Will Anderson, it, it's going to be contagious where C.J. Stroud rubs off on Will Anderson, and and he has the wherewithal to be able to tell someone to hey, keep your head up. Like mm-hmm. I think these are valuable lessons that C.J. Stroud is teaching. I also think it kind of goes back to something that we talked about um, that was the most impressive thing for me when it came to CJ Stroud at Ohio state was the fact that we've actually had kind of a glimpse of how far ahead of the average 20 ish year old that CJ Stroud is going back to his days at Ohio state when he and will Anderson both lost to the Baltimore Ravens. This, this past week, will Anderson was crying. CJ Stroud was telling him to keep his head up and, You talk about maturation, but it almost seems like C.J. Stroud has been this way since the beginning because I go back to Alabama. When Alabama lost to Georgia and they had their season ended in the national championship, when Nick Saban retired, this was one of the clips that was going around to show, like, the greatness of Nick Saban. This was Will Anderson and Bryce Young at the podium, and this is Nick Saban standing up for the young man after they lost to Georgia.
9: Jessa, what happened?
2: Thanks
7: for your time. We'll let you head back to your locker room.
9: I'd like to say something. Can I say something? Absolutely. You know, these two guys that are sitting up here, they're not defined by one game. These guys played great for us all year. They're great competitors. They were great leaders on this team, and we would not be here without them. Both of them take responsibility for the loss, but both of them contributed in a lot of ways in a positive way. To giving us a chance to win and a chance to be here to have an opportunity to win. So I just want to thank them for that and let everybody know how proud I am of these two guys. Thank you, Coach. There you go.
2: And we'll say thank you, Coach. That's, that's great. It's necessary. Nick Saban's not the first one who's had to do that for a young man in that situation where their season ends. And that was a heartbreaking loss. The very next year, CJ Stroud lost to that Georgia team. His season ended. His head coach, by the way, made some questionable decisions at the end of that game mm-hmm. as C.J. Stroud put on the performance of his life. This just kind of speaks to what C.J. Stroud is. And, and this, this is the second time we've had this discussion. This is Ryan Day up there trying to explain himself. And unlike a situation, which is normal, where the coach has to speak for the kid, this is your quarterback, C.J. Stroud, the kid speaking for the coach you know
10: game plans are only good by the guys who can put it on the field yeah uh, um i'll be his um his guy um it's a great game plan i mean without the right plays you can't make plays so i mean uh we all have jobs and coach day did a hell of a job coach wilson did a hell of a job coach key did a hell of a job coach dennis coach fitch um coach alfred Coach Fry, so many moving pieces. And even the defensive coaches did a hell of a job. I mean, we really were dialed in on what we were gonna do. I feel like we did that, and Coach Day called a hell of a game. Our our game plan was superb. That was one of the most fun games I've ever been played in my life. That probably was the fun game, most fun game I ever played in my life. And it just sucks that it has to come down like that. But I mean, God's plan is is is, is something that you don't really understand in the moment. It's something that. you you really won't understand maybe ever, but he thinks greater than us. He knows greater than us, and he does greater than us. So, I mean, that was his plan for that to happen, and they fought too. A hell of a team, great team. Uh, Coach Smart did a hell of a job, but I I think... We should have won the game, of course. I definitely think we should have won the game. So, we just got to lick our wounds and keep going. But Coach Day did a hell of a job, man. His leadership. And even though people would talk and talk and do this and do that, and he just keeps showing up. And when you see a man like that, that's a true man. man in the arena. We, we own up our mistakes, and we just kept we kept swinging like our culture is. And, I mean, I wouldn't want to play with anybody else. Coach Day,
2: <laughs> hell of a coach. Look at that. Like, that that is it's, – it's actually kind of crazy.
3: It's He was 20. Yeah, that, it's, yeah. that's insane. Yeah, right there. And, and that's why people, you know, talk about he's special. Yeah, you know, th- th- that's just that is special. Like, that's w- unique. Yeah, that, like that. That that, that doesn't happen. You don't see players
2: grabbing the mics from college coaches. I've seen. I I, yeah. I saw Chris Sims, uh, Mac Brown, have to grab the mic for him. Yeah, that was that to me. And then you see it with the Will Anderson thing. That's where it kind of tumbles down. And I think Will Anderson eventually gets there, but it's not realistic to expect twenty one, twenty two year olds to already be like C.J. Stroud, to where you're telling one of
3: your peers, Will Anderson's older than him, by the way, by a few months.
2: Yeah. Hey, get your head up, man.
3: And and here's the other part of this that that really should be encouraging for Texans fans. Like, he was still a rookie and everything's so new, especially at the beginning of the year. He's going to walk into that building this offseason. And 10-year veterans are going to have that feeling that Will Stroud is is older than them and certainly more – mature uh, than them and and the guy that they want to lean on like it's going to emanate down you know all the way through the organization it already it, is it definitely
2: is uh we got some news involving the houston texans uh coming up uh very shortly but first let's hear uh cj stroud talking about that offseason mindset from good to great right
10: uh, I'm really excited to see how much this team's going to grow, find some way to get back to that moment and, and win that game, you know. So a lot of experience was, was made this year and things like that. So I'm super, super excited for the future and everything like that. Well, now it's just about bringing guys here that are with that and have that same type of mentality. And whoever stays, we keeping that standard. We ain't changing up for nobody.
2: All right. There you go. Nice. Um, by the way, mm-hmm. Gerard Johnson. Yeah. He got another interview. We've been talking about this one for a while. This was easy to kind of, kind of. Well, say. I
3: said yesterday he had two, but I would expect maybe two more.
2: Yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, Gerard Johnson interviewed, and he worked with Nick Sirianni in Indianapolis. He knows Jalen Hurts. I guess an offense set up to succeed. That this right here, probably the most appealing for me, if we're looking at, you know, Cleveland. This. Cleveland
3: versus Philly. Is interesting.
2: I mean, Philly's got like weird cultural issues. They got a lot of uh, free agents. They just lost their their veteran center, Jason Kelsey, who we're
3: here from when the internet goes nuts. But yeah, I obviously, he, you know, he 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 would be. Uh, I think he would be really good, and I think it'd be a smart choice. He's so he's benefiting so much from the year that he's had with with C.J. Stroud. Um, Philadelphia, though. In a weird way, I don't know how long the string is there. Like they are wildly successful, but they crashed and burned. It was chaos. Uh so I you know, I don't know if, if Cleveland might be a better job with Deshaun and everything for him, because Stefansky's not going anywhere anytime soon. But Sirianni might. You know? Okay. I, I mean,
2: is that wrong? I just don't think Deshaun's gonna No, no, that's the big the wild switch. card. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think Deshaun is I don't think he's about it, I, and I just I would not I would not wish working with Deshaun Watson with the the de facto helicopter dad um, doing podcasts and you know in the year and stuff. I just wouldn't wish that for anyone.
3: Yeah, but but I mean, it, and I said this yesterday as well. If if it works, I wouldn't wish it for anyone who has options, right? But look at the options, New Orleans, eh. no, no thank you. <laughs> I mean, Philadelphia seems on the surface it would be the more attractive job. But it's Philadelphia and Sirianni. I don't know how long he's going to last if they flop again. So well, it, if they flop again, he's gone. Yeah, that's one
2: year. Yeah, and I don't think they would get rid of Stefanski. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Think, the, 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 but the, I don't know. I don't know that he's like.
3: I mean, he's not like Mike Tomlin. They're not like. No, but look what he did with those other.
2: They quarterbacks. might get a
5: distinction, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, he's he's
2: definitely a popular guy. We'll see what happens. I mean, I know you're ready for Bobby to go, but. <laughs> I am not ready for Bobby to go. You want Bobby out of town, but I I'm, do not. I'm starting to get a sense that old Bobby might not have another choice.
3: Yeah, no. Uh I don't know. Uh, like those, his 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 options are Carolina. I yeah. think it's going to come down to Carolina for Bobby. Yeah, his
2: options. I think Carolina is going to have limited options and in Atlanta, they're going to talk to Harbaugh for a second time. Washington, Boomer Assiasen insists Ben Johnson's going to be their guy. That interview, by the way, his next interviews can't take place till next week. Mm-hmm. So Ben Johnson, you're kind of on standby there. Bobby might not have a choice. Bobby might have to come, which is great. Get a second year with Bobby Slowick. Hopefully he doesn't call double reverse passes with uh, <laughs> Mechie and Hutchinson. I promise someday I'll get over that. But yeah, Bobby, we
3: might we might welcome back old Bobby. Yeah, and and lose Gerard, which is interesting. Happens. Yeah, it happens. I mean, it's uh, not ideal, but it happens. I, I still you're, – you're, you're right. Ben Ben Johnson would be one of the leading candidates in Washington. I'm just feeling slow at Washington. Just feeling it. Just me. I think he's got a connection there that is probably stronger than most – either of us, you know, know. So where does Ben
2: Johnson end up with the Lions? I mean, that kind of seems like he's
3: well, get shut out. Is he going to go to Carolina? I mean – There are still some other jobs open that we're just assuming are going to go to to uh, Belichick and Harbaugh.
4: Harbaugh. We're
3: just assuming that. Oh yeah, it's sometimes (laughs) a little risky to assume. Like, let me ask you this: This was going to be one of my confessions, but I'll say it right now. If Bill Belichick was going to get the Atlanta job, he would have it. He would have it already. They've interviewed him twice. He's He's chilling, man. He's Bill Belichick. He's chilling. And they like that's not that like if you think Bill Belichick He's is your weighing guy, it out, you don't. First of all, well, you think Belichick's? Hold on, what's that?
2: You think Bill Belichick's sitting there looking at his phone every time it vibrates, hoping it's Atlanta? No,
3: that's what I'm saying. I think that they're they may not hire him. Like if they if well, he, he might was not guy, want them too, but if he wants them to hire him, they're going to hire him. I don't know about that. He would have been hired by now. Maybe they He's don't. He's making want, them wait. I don't think so. Come on, it's Bill Belichick. Exactly, like you, 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 you
2: interview him so, twice. So you're telling me Bill Belichick's sitting there at home? Hey, did the Falcons call?
3: No. Hey, did I get a not, call from Atlanta? That's not what I'm saying oh, at is all. That Atlanta area code? That's not what I'm saying at all. That's not even close to what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you've interviewed him twice. You, 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 you're presumed to want him. Why hasn't he been hired? Because he's probably
2: weighing his options. They're on stand. They're waiting for him. He's not waiting for uh, them. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Y- y- Zero doubt. No, no doubt. doubt.
4: If,
2: if if D'Amico were off the table and the Texans were in this coaching search right now, who would you be saying they should hire? I don't know if I'd want Bill Belichick. Well, you don't want the Patriot way, so right. I get that. You, right, And I don't think Casario will want Bill Belichick. Yeah, this is true, too. Yeah, of all the <laughs> He tried to get the hell away <laughs> from him. <laughs> Come on. yeah, I, mean, I don't even think that would be an option. They wouldn't even no. interview us. But if you were in this situation, what would you be saying? Ben Johnson?
3: Probably Ben Johnson, maybe Bobby Slowick if he was doing no this Jim somewhere Harbaugh? else. If he was no, doing this somewhere else, maybe no Bobby No Jim Sloak. Harbaugh, I'd be intrigued by. It. I wanted Jim Harbaugh in 2011. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted him then, so maybe Jim Harbaugh. But like, like if Bill Belichick and and the Patriot and the Falcons were in line, and the Falcons were like all in, he'd have the
5: job. He'd have the job already.
3: I think he's not the one. He's the but
2: one. But where else, else going. is he
3: gonna go?
5: Yeah. What Chill? is What is Bill Belichick waiting on? Yeah. Chill. Chill till next year. See what pops.
3: Okay. That's what I'm saying. He'd have the job. It's it, it's the I mean, and and Atlanta might be sitting there going, "This guy might just be an a hole."
2: How would Bill Belichick? <laughs> how would Bill Belichick handle retirement? Because Mark Berman handles it a lot better. than Not thought I would. The great Mark Berman, Fox 26. McLean handles it terribly. Mm-hmm. How would Belichick handle retirement? I actually think he'd be all right. I think What's he'd he just kind of fade Fish? away.
3: Yeah, just fade away. Go fishing with Jimmy Johnson. Did he break up with his chick? Did he? I didn't know, I hear I thought that. she was keeping him young. Yeah, I thought he
2: broke up with that his That was a rumor. Yeah, I thought she broke up with him. Yeah,
3: yeah. I didn't hear that. I yeah. didn't know that. But he's just slinging it around. I think he'd be good. Maybe, he'd build, be, maybe that's what he he'd does. Maybe Bill Belichick's on maybe, Bumble? Maybe.
2: <laughs> you think there's any... Be honest. Do you think there's any deep... D-picks of uh, Bill Belichick out
3: there? There's got to be, right? (laughs) There's got to be. Someone took someone at some point. How does he start a conversation with a chick? I'm Bill Belichick. That's it? Yeah. That's all he's got to say? Yeah. No charm, no nothing? I'm rich, and I'm Bill Belichick. No switch flipped? No. No need. No need at all. So I said all that to say this. (laughs) Maybe Atlanta's still in play.
2: Yeah, they're waiting. I think he's yeah. waiting on them. Are they are they're waiting on him? I'm talking for Slow It. For Bobby? Yeah. yeah. They seem to be aiming high, man. Mm-hmm. Seem to be aiming very, very high. Coming up, lunchtime confessions. Nick Casario, I think, could focus on one area when it comes to the draft. You might think I'm crazy. You might be right. Next. Watch this.
4: These are my
2: confessions. Lunchtime confessions. We confess our sin to you, the loopholes. Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. Some of these confessions have to do with sports. Some have nothing to do with sports. But we're transparent with you 24-7. Let it hang a little bit lower. During lunchtime confessions, it is time to confess. Watch this. These are
4: my confessions.
3: Well, this was my confession that I jotted down before the show today. I've got a sneaking suspicion that Gerard is gonna be named Gerard Johnson. Uh, Gerard Johnson is gonna be named You're already in, giving him one name and huh? off with coordinator job Board. candidate for at least two more teams. Well, one's down. <laughs> I think Gerard I, Johnson just tuned in, he's interviewed with the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the I, I think he's really like in terms of coordinators, it's almost become like Ben Johnson and Gerard Johnson, if you need that. Uh and it is interesting, uh just to just to recap. You know, he's got a history with Sirianni. Uh, he certainly has a history uh, with uh, Deshaun Watson in Cleveland uh, In New Orleans. I'm not exactly sure, you know, how he got that interview, but I think another one's coming too. Just saying. Okay. Just yeah. saying. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Hell of a guess. Watch this.
4: These are my confessions.
2: I, I'm, I'm not just saying this. I honestly think that if you told Nick Casario, mm-hmm. hey, you're only allowed to draft players from the University of Texas in this draft. I actually think he could have a good draft.
3: <laughs> I'm thinking. Let like, me just let me just lay it out yeah. for you. I'll lay it out for
2: you. So they could use some wide receiver help, right? They they have they, they could use some wide receiver help, right? Yeah, Adonai Mitchell and Xavier Worthy. They need a tight end. Jatavian Sanders. The, Miko Ryan's wants to go D line. Byron Murphy and Tavondre Sweat. Oh, you need a running back? Jonathan Brooks will be available in the day two or day three. Uh, Jalen Ford at linebacker. Oh, you you want to bring someone in that can do everything uh, and and maybe even be a better slot receiver than John Mechie and return kicks and line up in the backfield? Jordan Whittington. I'm telling you, man. I feel like Nick Casario could just focus on Austin and improve the football team. And I, I, I haven't been able to say that for a while. They went through damn near two decades without a first round pick. Now that's where we're at right now. Before you get your jokes in, I'm just, just look at the rankings. Like, you're telling me if they got Adenai Mitchell, Tavandre Sweat, and then they got Jatavian Sanders and Jonathan Brooks, you wouldn't be like, good draft? Nick, keep Austin weird. Get your weird ass out there. Yeah, I'm sure going to be at that pro day, I can assure you. Want to see I want to see your mock draft. <laughs> no, that's not my mock draft. I'm just saying like when you look at the needs that they could use, like it's it's kind of crazy. It's kind of weird. I know they like the SEC. You might have to, I mean that you might have to look in Austin, Nick. Yeah. It's kind of wild. Did you get your season tickets yet?
3: <laughs> that did not. Those are expensive as hell. you a new hoodie? SEC jump, yeah. man. You got that uh, Big 12 championship shirt? shirt. <laughs> Do that away. <laughs>
4: These are my
2: you know See, someone says don't forget about Ford in the late rounds thank you yeah yeah, yeah. Rest that's my case
3: uh, Sarcasian uh. ask for him <laughs> you know how I am when we get to the Super Bowl we have a lot of downtime during the during the day sometimes um, after the show after we do all the other stuff it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast going to Radio Row as a station um but you know I like to to kind of go do stuff yeah. Like you know, I climbed Camelback Mountain, hiked. I should say, I didn't climb as long as like it was Everest, but I hiked a Camelback Mountain. What an exaggeration. Uh, I I corrected myself. Hiked. I went ice you fishing. Walked. Dude, you walked. You have Let's no be idea. serious. You have you, no idea. You walked. You truly, like literally, have no idea. You walked. Like you, you truly do not have a clue on no, this.
2: The people, the word hike is used too loosely. I, I want I want you to go to, to Memorial Park and you hike and you walk. I want you damn to. Rocks. I want you to fly. You that. walked on a few rocks and in some mud. Dude, it's
3: like fifty six hundred feet up. Like I want you to get on a plane, go to Arizona, and hike Camelback Mountain, and then get back to me. Yeah, okay. And in Minnesota, I went ice fishing. That, that was that was a blast. It was awfully cold. Forget that. It was awfully cold. I was drilling holes in the ice and all that stuff. Uh, what else? You know, I I like to go out and and, and do stuff, especially outdoors. I bought an extendable fishing rod and reel that I'm gonna pack when we go to Las Vegas. I'm gonna fish for some doing too much rainbow trout in Lake Mead. Lake Mead right outside of Las Vegas. It's a good isn't it like forty five minutes? I don't know. Uh something like that. I once drove from Arizona to Vegas. Dude. I got to catch some rainbow trout. And by the way, that's the lake where Pamela Anderson uh, did the video with Tommy Lee. Okay. Yeah. It's beautiful, allegedly. I've never been there. I've been to Vegas so many times. and never been to Lake Mead and Hoover Dam and all that where stuff. she's swimming naked. She's like, get in, baby. I love you so much. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. That's how I heard it went. I stumbled across the video. No, nah, I, I just someone told me. Uh, yeah, I stumbled across it by accident. But can you imagine going to Lake Mead? Beautiful, clear water. I don't want to imagine. It's awesome. Rainbow I mean, you trout? go to the lake every damn weekend, sir? Uh, yes, I go fishing you're all the, the time. Vegas. Yes. I go want play to play some blackjack. Go, I will. I'll play crap. Go hang out. Go do your thing. It's, uh, it, it's awesome. Thank man. It's a national park, man. Really? It's oh, gorgeous. Cool. It's absolutely gorgeous. She, why, don't take the, uh, why don't you go to the Grand Canyon while you're at it? We there. got striped bass, rainbow trout is what I'm John, I'm, you do I'm, that I'm every park. weekend. Uh, not striped bass, not rainbow trout, speckled trout. Rainbow trout are fun. You want to go with me? Hell no. Come on. Hell no. We'll spend the day on Lake Mead. Hell We no. can hike a little bit. Absolutely should, not. man. Yes. Absolutely
2: not. No, absolutely not. I'm zenning in Vegas, man. I'm chilling. Well, you zen when you're out fishing. I'm going to hang out, man. I'm going to walk every day. I'm going to make the two-mile walk every
3: day. There, You can about, walk at Lake Mead. They got I'm, hiking trails. I'm good, man. I don't need to go to the lake. See, I would have went with you, Lopez. I know man. you would have. It for you. Seth stood me up when I did the Camelback thing. I Where, said, do you want to go? He goes, yeah. And then he goes, yeah, I'm not going to go. So I went by myself. What, in Arizona? In Arizona, yeah. 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 Come on, man. I'm good. You, you don't get to catch rainbow trout in Texas very good, often. Brother. They have to stock some rivers here and there. I'm good, brother. Come on, man. I'm good, brother. I'm good.
2: <laughs> this. So, <laughs> Uh, there sometimes you know how like sometimes something happens and it just kind of tickles you to where, like over the course of a couple of days, you just like find yourself just random times just kind of cackling about it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like not it's not on topic, yeah just random yeah. yeah you just see something it just kind of cack- I'm cackling about it thinking about it right now. Uh, Brandon Scott has made me kind of cackle to myself, no lie, probably like fifteen times. <laughs> The last two days because of something that he said on social media yesterday morning. And that is? So, I won't go like too much in the sticks here because I know, I know that whenever you mention hip hop music, sometimes people get switching the music off and then sometimes same thing with country music and I, I, I like both. But uh, one, of, uh, one of the former, I, I guess still cash money artist BG just got out of jail. Mm-hmm. He never had an album that I could play from beginning to end, and quite frankly, the stuff that he's putting out for me—it's a big eye roll, because it's basically like a, he's now fifty years old and he's still trying. Like he's just—he's acting the same way he did then, and yeah. it's just kind of weird. He's yeah. like telling Lil Wayne to come get the bag with him. It's like, dude, he already has the bag. You don't have—you you, you, you need—you need the bag. You don't need that. He put out a freestyle video yesterday, and B. Scott said, quote, tweeted it and said, "I'm in," and I was just like. There is no way that Brandon <laughs> Scott is gonna buy BG's new album. <laughs> and if he does, I feel bad for Brandon Scott. And I found myself just kind of cackling at it. I texted him today and said, man, you've had made me laugh about this. Because I didn't say that. I just said I liked the video. I was like, dude, the video sucked too.
5: <laughs> so I don't know why it's funny to me. It's just been funny to me. Vicky, you in on BG? Um, halfway, man. I'm I'm just I don't know. Halfway? I think I think the way he sounds, man, he still had that same New Orleans sound that kind of bring you back to back to the um, ninety seven, ninety eight. Mm-hmm. But nah, man, I think it's past, man. I just, I, nah, I'm good, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Salute to him, though. He's grinding. Watch
3: this. These are my confessions. I'm proud of you. What I did? I'm proud of. I'm proud of Landry Figgy. The hell did I do? What did he do? He bought himself a Traeger and he's starting to barbecue, baby. Oh, he's man. starting to barbecue. I'm rubbing off on you just yet. Aren't chicken I? and corn yeah, yeah. I yesterday. Okay, steak the day before. Yeah. That's a big I'm time commitment. That's a bad, that's a big leap, sausage man. Sausage tonight maybe. That's maybe good, tomorrow. man. A little sausage. Yeah,
2: I'm on the grind,
3: man. That's fun. You, you now the big test is like you do a longer cook, like ribs or chicken, and then you, yeah, I'm not there yet. Then you get into brisket. And we'll all get, all get there. That. How often do you'll you get there. How often do you clean it? Every third time. Do you vacuum or do you? I use a what do they call a shop vac? A shop vac is perfect. Uh, cuz otherwise you're just scooping it and it'll come up. I use a shop vac, clean it up, new pellets, all good to go. Shop vac? Yeah.
2: I don't have one. I need
3: to get one. Uh or just something like even one of those handheld? Yeah. You know, the, those are Dust cheaper. Busters? Like a dustbuster kind of thing. Yeah. That's a, that's a little hack. You need to get a dustbuster. That's a little hack that you can get. Uh but that's that's a like seriously, it's going to be it's some a game changer, man. It's a game changer. It's, it's Something you're going to do the rest it, of your it life. Makes it easier to eat healthy,
5: too. Yeah. Yeah, it grills. probably those motivates you to, to grill more, too. Absolutely, no, yeah, yeah, it, it does. does.
3: Grilled and smoked meats are just better, man. Yesterday, lemon-lime chicken breast. That's what I'm talking about. That's uh, that's uh, that's a big moment for you, man. It's big, man. When are you going to try the brisket? Nah. He's got to start with ribs I'm and chicken. A, I'm not a brisket guy, man. Go from what you're doing. Get
2: nah. do do some ribs, man. Do those beef ribs. Nah, brisket Brisket people
3: annoy me later. Do a pork shoulder. I... I- <laughs> Yeah, you'll nah, get
2: there. Nah, you'll, I'm you'll, good. you'll, you'll get I'm good. Man,
5: cook a brisket, man. Show brisket, how it's done. Man. Nah, I'm not into
2: the brisket. them <laughs> how it's done, well, then man. Well, they do a pork shoulder. I don't feel. I don't. I feel like your brisket's good, but I feel like a lot of these people that cook brisket, it's not good.
3: It's because it's. Not. You got. You got to do it, man. It's hard.
2: It's hard. Nah,
3: I'm not yeah, into that. It's difficult.
2: Brisket ain't one of my top three choices. It's ribs and chicken. We're not, if we're going to the, if we're going yeah. to the barbecue spot, and and I'm I'm you're, I'm getting three meats, I ain't picking a brisket. What you getting?
3: I'm getting ribs, chicken and sausage
2: ribs, or ribs, chicken and brisket, turkey, chicken, something like that. Maybe some like what I'm, are
3: you getting, Figgy?
5: Yeah, ribs, um, sausage and brisket. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Briskets. It depends if you trust the brisket. You know, it's good. And I'll try a piece of that. That's what that is. It's not like a yeah. when we Get half pound of that. You're getting there, though. Not there. Chicken and ribs is your next big step. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Yeah. You know where you get the best brisket? My, my barbecue. Pretty, <laughs> si- pretty soon I'll be doing. Pretty soon
2: I'll be you know, doing. You're gonna be it that is. guy. Pretty soon I'll the best grilled chicken is me. <laughs> best, best
3: meats at my place. I'll tell you what to do. Watch
4: this. These are my confessions.
2: Now, with that said, I got to bring myself down to earth because mm-hmm. I got to confess. Like as I'm starting to uh, work on the Traeger, mm-hmm. I did make a purchase the other day that I haven't made, and probably. 20 years condoms No. Mm. what I need does <laughs> um lucky charms man oh they're good what's wrong with that I just didn't I, I don't know like there's it's not like I got like some baby food but just going through the cereal line I was like you know what those lucky charms look good man those hit man that is it that is a dessert right there that's better that's like the best dessert there is, is that lucky marshmallows
3: man they're
5: how do they get all those colors
3: is your baby eating Cheerios yet
5: no, no, so Just yet. wait
3: till that happens. Yeah, that that you're gonna be eating them
5: all. <laughs> Is she eating anything? Like as far
2: as nah, food, she food? she's still not in the yet. Form. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but the I'm, I was looking yesterday. Eyes were a little red. I don't know why, but I was looking down at the <laughs> uh, at the Lucky Charms. I wonder.
3: Ugh. And I was just like, man, how
2: do they make these marshmallows? It's like. It's like 20 oh colors Lord. of Lucky he Charms. Oh was having cast. one of oh those goodness, conversations. No, nah, for real though. Hey like,
3: dude, did you ever wonder how they make these? I know they these made marshmallows? these marshmallows. Have you ever Have you
2: ever actually yeah. looked in Lucky Charms and seen how many different colored marshmallows are? Like it's not it's not like they got It's not like they have dude, like two or three You're I'm not serious. helping your cause. No, I'm just saying like th- there are a lot How many different marshmallows do you think there are in Lucky Charms? It's got to be like 15, 20.
3: Yeah. Dude. How do they do that? They have a system, a process, an assembly line, and they make them. I've never been to their, uh, you know, facility, but I'm sure that's how they do. How how many do you think there are? How many how many marshmallows are there? I'd say in like like different kinds, different talking, flavors, different shapes, yeah, or or colors or what? Yeah, probably 10. 10 to fifteen. So.
2: There's an irresistible mix of you mar- really looking this up, He's man. Yeah. Up. Marshmallow hearts, stars, horseshoes, clovers, blue moons, unicorns, rainbows, tasty red balloons, plus pots of gold, dark green clovers, and green discs with a yellow star in the middle. Dude, come on! You're telling me that's not that's not pretty impressive. How many marshmallows there are in Lucky Charms?
3: Dude, have you ever wondered how they do this? How they, they do make the marshmallows.
2: 30 or? marshmallows. 30. Uh, 30. different marshmallows. And Lucky Charms. 30.
3: That's a lot. That's a lot. Confessions here on In The Loop on Sports Radio hey, 16. Hey, bro. Is there such a thing as time or is it just movement?
2: <laughs> Coming up, Will Anderson. This guy needs to speak more because when he speaks... It'll get you very excited about your Houston Texans. We'll hear from Will Anderson next.
6: Live from the Twin Peak Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All
2: right, Will Anderson, man. We don't hear from him uh, a ton. Um, But, man, what a great young man that Will Anderson is. Here was Will Anderson addressing the media types as uh, he approaches the first – offseason of his NFL career as an NFL vet I guess you can say he's going to be a veteran yeah um here's Will Anderson addressing the media types and I got to tell you man he's going to get you pretty excited uh about the status of your squad uh and the status of his development uh, as he and CJ Stroud look to go where no Texans team has gone before
7: this special group, special, special, special group, man. It was very emotional. And it's so different from college, man, because I just keep, all I keep hearing is this group not going to be the same. It's going to be a different team next year. And it's just like you form these bonds with these guys and the togetherness into the team and you get to know why. People play football, what's their their reason, like how they operate everything like that and then just off the field building those buns, it's just hard. You know what I'm saying? I wish everybody could come back, man, but the success that we had this year is just a testament to everybody in this building. The locker room, to the training staff, to nutritionists, to Coach Ryans, Nick, Cal, all the guys that play a part and this last season that we just had, man. So it's just a special team, man, and then for me, man, it's never being satisfied. Always room for improvement, but um, you know, I am proud of some of the things I did, the growth, the maturity, um, learning different ways to play the game of ball, learning from great vets like Rank, Jerry Hughes, JG, all those guys in the room, Coach Jock, Coach Rod. Just got to give a big shout out to the whole D line, always the whole room, the coaches like we transformed that whole room together, the work ethic, the mindset, the mentality, like everybody just coming together and just wanting to do something special and um, make history. So. It's just always room for improvement, always room to get better, and, and I think just one thing for me is just you know just keep working on pass rush, keep getting better in run game, all those type of things, getting better. So it's exciting. Well, how
0: encouraged are you by the future of this team after what you guys were able
7: to do this year? I'm very encouraged, and it's crazy because me and Christian was just talking. He was like, "Bro, like I don't like Like I don't think people understand how much better we're going to be next year. It's so easy to come into this place and really just." connect with the guys in here and, you know, be able to come in a culture that's been built here and, you know, how to operate throughout that culture, and it's just all mindset and mentality, and then just the players that we have to go out there and execute and have fun doing it. I think that's the biggest thing is just everybody's loving what they're getting a chance to do, everybody coming together and just keep trying to make history and keep getting this place better.
2: The guys in the league come up to you and say, man, like, you guys are be doing something serious.
7: Most definitely, like, um, Jadavian Clowney came up to me last game. Miles Garrett came up to me last game. Josh Allen came up to me last game. And it's just like, bro, like, y'all building something special over there, bro. Like, just keep going, keep being a leader, keep changing the culture over there. Like, y'all guys, like, the young guys over there are special, everything like that. So just to see that, you know, people are starting to recognize it, man. But it really just a testimony to the guys that we have in 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 the locker room, you know what I'm saying? Like, how we can buy in and know, like, what type of culture needs to be in order to be successful. Yeah. Now you have your first full season under Yeah. Now, what has it been like working with him, and how has he kind of, like exceeded the expectations? Bro, um, overly exceeded them, overly. And I don't usually rank my all the head coaches I've ever had. But, man, he's so up there, I tell you, bro. Like, he got, he might be number one, bro, Overcoat saving, dog. Like, bro, like, <laughs> bro, but, like, <laughs> But, no, man, he's he's just a great dude. He's a really great dude. And I tell people all the time, you say, hi, Coach Ryan." I say, bro, honestly, bro, like, I view him as a coach, but I also view him as a player. Like, I view him still as, like, he's just a captain on the team sometimes because that's the way he approaches us. Like, he approaches us like he still is playing the game. And like, and I think that's why it's so easy for all of us to, like, comprehend and understand, like, how he operates and what he wants to get done because he commands that type of, you know, excellence and expectation and standard." Through everybody throughout the whole organization, and I mean when you have a head, and he's like, he's like, co- like he can coach you. You know what I'm saying? Like he knows. Like he's been, the, he's been in the league. He knows, and he knows how to coach. And I think think another thing that I respect about him, man, like the way he cares about his players, the way he loves his players, he wants it so bad. He just gives all that love and energy into his players, and I know it just makes us want to keep playing for him. Yeah. Those are just the little things, man. Those, and I think, you know. People get wrapped up and go on a little rant right quick. Players and get everything get wrapped up in wanting approval. And I don't think it's wanting approval. I think it's just wanting love, wanting to be showing the same love as everybody. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I know as us rookies talk about is, bro, like, it's not approval. It's not. It's just love. Just let's just go show love. Let's just have energy. Let's just wherever we walk by, it's a nutritionist, custodian security guard that's at the front, like how can we make them feel love for coming here working for the Texans, this stadium, everything like that. So no matter who it is, and that's how you change the culture. That's how you get everybody, you know, wanting to be a part of something special. Like they just probably over there just standing around. But you come in and you say, Hey, how you doing today? I hope you have a great day. Now they look forward to coming back to work. You know what I'm saying? I think it's the same thing in the locker room. Like, that person may not be feeling the love. What's up, bro? You good? How you doing today? You good? Like, workers. may may not be be down. You don't know. And I think that's just one thing that's how you change a culture is just speaking to everybody, making everybody feel loved no matter what your status is, no matter what your rank is. We're all in this together. We're all trying to change the culture. We're all trying to win. So just be as one, and we'll have fun doing it. Thank you all. I appreciate you all.
3: It's Will Anderson, okay? All right. I don't know how good uh, he's gonna, how much better he's gonna get. I should say. I mean, he, I
2: hope he better get better. Uh, he needs to get but better. I, I think he's one of those guys that's gonna come in and make a big jump. It's hard to imagine him not.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No. He he's definitely one of the one of the candidates for that. But what I was gonna say is, I don't know how much better he's gonna get. But man, he's he's valuable to this club. And 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 what they like like we know CJ and all that. But but he is really valuable. Uh, to, to because he's so young and he's already a leader like CJ. One of those culture May, guys. Maybe not to the extent. Tangible but, but culture. Yes, 100%.
2: Tangible culture. By the way, he mm-hmm. is like the fourth or fifth guy to mention Dylan Thompson. So what's going on? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, look, POSs can can latch on oh, to we are aware. people. Yeah. P- <laughs> we are yeah. aware. A lot of times POSs <laughs> will latch. They're, they're the ones that latch on to the most success.
3: And I'm not saying you know. Dylan Thompson necessarily is, but of all the – like there's already been one coach that's moving on from from the staff yeah. uh Cesare the right the linebacker's coach uh the contract not renewed The line coach too if i had to bet on another that wouldn't be here it would be him right D- Dylan Thompson i think he's going to be here but if i i, I don't see okay
2: when yeah. cj praises you tank praises you will anderson praises you that's 3 Someone else did, too. Yeah, I think he's good. I don't. I think he's going to have to evaluate. Now I know, I know that he's Easterby's right-hand man, and, and he was brought in because of Easterby, but I I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be here or not. Yeah, I, I don't think he is. Yeah, I, I could see it going either way. Who mm-hmm. knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe they know he's not, so that, that's why they're praising him, because they know that he's on his way out, and they want to. But, like, POSs can have
3: good people. Like, Nick Casario was friends with Jack Easterby. Mm-hmm. Separate. Still is probably. Yeah. Maybe yeah. He said it as recently as last uh, off season, a year ago. Yeah, last off season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a long time ago. But I, I, I don't think he has. But that said, you know, it's important that the, those guys have his back and have mentioned him. But if they don't see the value in him coming back, well, what if there's value? Hey, bro. The players like him. Uh, right? Then maybe, <laughs> you know, if there's any issues <laughs> out there that they feel kind of outweigh what the players want. Yeah. So you, who yeah, do you bro. think would be
2: who do you think would be most upset if uh, Dylan Thompson left? I think they'd
3: all be upset, but they they, they would live, and it's not like like Slowick leaving or Drod leaving, where yeah. like dang, yeah. you know. I think they'd they they would be able to move on.
2: They could find you can find a guy to come in there. And yeah, they would be able to move vibe?
3: on. Yeah, yeah.
2: So those those would be the most upset. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he's gone. I don't know. He did go visit Tank in the hospital too. That's nice. mm Hmm. Well, that's kind of his job. CJ, Faith, all that. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. It's not like extra. Uh,
3: no, it's not extra. It's what, kind of what he does. Teamwork you know, guy. Teamwork, uh, prayer, you know, all that stuff. So we're going to be uh, on Radio Row, big,
2: the big game, uh, presented by uh, Yingling Flight and Low T Center. John Lopez is the only guy who can make Vegas not fun. He wants to go fake hiking and fishing. No, not real uh, hiking in Vegas and real fishing. How about that?
3: I'm impressed, man. You got to do stuff like that. Ah, good for you, man. I'm going to gamble my ass off. Yeah, no, that's I'm not even but talking But I'm going to take a day and go enjoy I'm some soak in the Vegas nature, man. Outdoors, is, yeah. vitamin you. D.
2: Good for you. Water. Good job.
3: Exercise. Awesome, man. Yes. That's great. That'll you're you're just gonna be in it. dude. In a,
2: don't act like fishing is exercise. I, no, but you gotta I was you, gonna you say. hike. Okay, thank you.
3: Depends on what kind of fishing. There is fishing that's definitely exercise. Okay. Have you ever wade fished in uh waist deep water for three miles? Yes, I have. You've wade fished in waist deep water for three miles. Of course I haven't. Why would you ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exercise. Okay. That's exercise. All right. Some is not, yeah. admittedly. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm aware. <laughs>
2: I'm very aware. You can go hiking. That's that's great, man. <laughs> very good. Looking forward to it, man. I am.
3: Yeah, no, that's gonna be cool, man. I'm buying one of those extendable fishing poles. Yeah, that's cool. I hope it breaks on the way
2: there. Why would you say that? Just because it's goofy, you're it's bringing. It's not it.
3: goofy at all. I hope that
2: fishing pole breaks on on
3: on. on, Why? on the hill. Why? 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 Because it's goofy that you're you're going fishing if, in Vegas. I'm gonna enjoy myself yeah, on the trip. If it doesn't break, it doesn't break. And I, I hope yeah. it does. <laughs> You would. And that's very predictable. Coming
2: up, a message for Dak Prescott that can be translated to a message for C.J. Stroud from a Hall of Famer. Plus, a lot of stuff going on around the NFL. We'll get into all of it next.
6: Let's go around the NFL to keep you in the loop. This is Houston's sports leader.
2: Sports Radio 610. All right, let's go around the league. C.J. Stroud. He's got a chip on his shoulder, man. Where'd that come from? Where'd that line come from? Chip on shoulder. You have well, any that's
3: idea? No idea. That's, that's one that's got what me. What does
2: that mean? If you
3: had to guess. Chip on shoulder. Figgy? Where did that come from? Yeah, where'd I that come no from? I have no idea. Where do you think? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I don't know. I'd have to Google that one. All right, I'm ready for it. You ready? Oh, you got it? Yeah, I got it. What is it?
2: Um, The origin of the phrase chip on shoulder refers to a practice scene in America during the 19th century in which boys spoiling for a fight would place an actual chip of wood on their shoulders before walking around belligerently daring others to knock the chip off. We need to find a new phrase. That's kind of silly. Yeah, we need to find a new phrase here. (laughs) I'm with you on that one. That's
3: that's a reach. Put a chip on my shoulder. I dare you.
2: Take this off. I dare you to knock it off. All right. Can Uh. we make a deal that we'll
3: never say chip on shoulder again? (laughs) Well, I can't promise you that. It's so so common. That's bad. How did that stick around? I don't know.
2: How did that stick around, but I can't go to Blockbuster Video?
3: (laughs) Good God. Got
2: a chip on his shoulder. Here's CJ Stroud talking about his- about uh, what? desire to succeed
10: <laughs> uh i wouldn't necessarily name myself as a guy with a chip on the shoulder i just think i'm me you know like i don't really try to um, I, I used to be in the business of um, proving people wrong and people pleasing and stuff Man, that stuff is exhausting and it, it don't make no sense so really gonna be just preparing for what, what we got going on here there's some things that we need to get fixed of course but it's time for that but right now it's all about getting better making yourself better as a person as a player you know and um, that's something I, that i uh, definitely am excited to get into
2: Really, what kind of jerk do you have to be to go around like, a with a shoulder. piece of wood on your shoulder saying, I dare you to knock it off? Yeah, total jerk. Like, that's a bully. And how do you keep it
3: balanced? Like, it's you like... Kinda, you you kind of move on your shoulder, balance. Could you put a
2: piece of wood on your shoulder?
3: It. I don't know if I could. Put my phone? There you go. Try to put a, this beer I on your head. I dare you to last phone I'm not going off. to put the beer Try on Try to put shoulder. the beer on your head. I'm not going to put the beer on your head. And see if you can hold it for two minutes. going to have to pass on that one. I'm going to have to pass Why? on that. Because I'm not going to be sitting a here light. with a Bud Light on just my head. Just try it. You do it.
2: Give it a try. It was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> trying to jack my ideas. Come on, do it once.
3: I am not going to put a Bud Light on my head. Chug, chug this warm beer. I am not going to chug <laughs> a warm beer.
9: <laughs> Good
3: gravy.
2: Troy Aikman, former Cowboys quarterback, current broadcaster, called two Texans games. In the last few weeks. Two win or go home games. Two in the last th- several years. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think those might be the only two ever. <laughs> it might be, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Only two I don't know ever. about ever, but Yeah, ever. Time. Yeah. He was asked about Dak Prescott and the expectations and how often you set yourself up for expectations that are hard to reach because the bar is so high. Mm-hmm. I was hearing him say this, and we like to localize it on this show. I kind of thought about C.J. Stroud as uh, he was speaking to the great John Machado out there in Dallas.
1: For him, and really for the team, isn't so much what happens in the regular season now. It's how are they going to play and how is he going to play once you get into the postseason. That makes for a long year when that's the way it works. And and I've been there as well as far as when the expectations are that high. But until you do it, there's, there's always those criticisms. And I know Peyton Manning went through that his first three years. He didn't win a playoff game. And then you look back on it now, you can't imagine that anybody questioned whether or not he could win a playoff game. And the pressure gets higher, uh, but it makes it hard and put themselves in a position to do it all over again. You know, everybody talks about the proverbial window and how long it's going to stay open. It's hard in this league. You know, we just assume that because these key guys will be back, that they'll continue to play at a high level, win 12 games, and put themselves in that position. And it just doesn't always work that way.
3: Don't always work that way. So, is Dak ever going to win a Super Bowl? No. I don't there's nothing wrong with that. But no, no, but, but I but don't no, think so. I would say no. I don't think so. He doesn't elevate his play in the
2: most opportune times. And, and let's be honest, he's a fourth-round pick, man. Like, Dak Prescott was a... No, he's had a hell of a career. Yeah, he's done a good job. He's yeah. overachieved. But now mm-hmm. it's kind of, no, I don't think he will. I don't either. I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texans opponents going around the NFL here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. 2024 opponents. Um... You want to go on the road or you want to focus on home first? Let's go on the road. All right, so these are potential. Uh, God, I don't think there's ever been a list of better road trip opportunities in Texans history. And I, and I don't, I it's don't think that's a good schedule, hyperbole. period. I mean, it's a tough schedule yeah. for sure, but it, I, they can, they can, they'll be fine. But listen to these opportunities for road trips, man. You ready for this? Yeah.
3: At Dallas. Okay. McLean once said on Thanksgiving for some reason. Why? They did it uh, a long time ago, and it was an epic game. And it's Houston, Dallas. Why not? I'd, I'd be cool with that. I wouldn't request it, but it'd be a, it'd be a good event. Okay. Yeah. Dallas. I'm down with that too. Yeah, yeah. Houston, Dallas on Thanksgiving. It'd be cool. Okay. Yeah.
5: All right, fellas. Um. <laughs> or you want the Lions? The Hoops. <laughs> they, they don't go to Detroit. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying the last. That was the last um, time they played. No.
3: At Green Bay. Yes, sir. That's going to be a good, uh, what do they call them, traveling Texans trip. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. At Kansas City. Yes, sir.
2: At Jets. We've taken that trip. Yes. Very fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's early in the year. Hopefully it's not ready. Weather can suck. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then at the Patriots. Yeah.
3: I hate that stadium. Yeah, thing. I ain't going to that. I, ain't I going, hate. I ain't never
2: going in that I stadium. Hate man. for real. That stadium. Fair warning: the stadium's nice. It's yeah. really badass. Yeah. But getting there is one of the biggest jokes that I, you will ever see. I kept telling
3: y'all before the trip. I was like, "Dude, this is the worst." If like you getting to, to Foxborough, is the worst thing you can if, do in the let, let me help you out here. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna help you out here. There's one road. If you want to yeah. prepare if if you want to prepare for what it's like to go to the New England game and then decide if you want to go to it. Yeah. Uh, during rush hour, I want you to get off on the access road before Westheimer and just drive down that access road and that will prepare you for about 15 miles of getting to Foxborough uh, uh, Stadium.
3: Drive down it for 15 miles.
2: Yes. It's,
3: that is what it is. It's the worst. It's a disgrace. There's no
2: parking. Like it, it, it's it's awful. No, usually when people complain, I'm like, "All right, dude. All no, right, no, no. Vandy. I'm sorry you were at the 30 instead of the 50. Yeah. But like, <laughs> the drive to Foxborough Stadium is embarrassing. Yes. McLean, I'm sorry that you had to eat, you know, <laughs> some chicken tenders in the press box instead of filet mignon. Yeah.
3: No, it's the worst. So the power <laughs> ranking would be Green Bay probably. I- dude, first. that New England is hell. It's the worst. It's I, I can't say that enough times. Now,
2: the Celtics slash Bruins is, the, oh, best the, is yeah. the best thing in you the world. That is the best thing in the world. You can Uber to that in 10 minutes. Man, um, and you're downtown you in Boston. You're in the mix. It's nice. It's Go see at, our guys at that Italian so place. It's so nice. It's so nice. Yeah. But, man, it's literally two roads with no U-turn in the middle. There's basically, like, Palace Inns all the way up it. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, like... Parking. People were paying fifty dollars to walk two miles. Try
3: eighty dollars
2: to walk two miles. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to go check out the Texans versus Patriots, have at it. I am just telling you, you are gonna you are gonna be very, 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 very discouraged. Take
3: the train if you are going, and even that, take the train is gonna be. But even that's not what, consistent. an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah even that's not <laughs> consistent. What's uh, the power ranking here? I think Green Bay. If you've never been, you got to go. No, now that's a little difficult to, to get to, but it's a lot easier like from Milwaukee or Chicago or like whatever. are we
2: trying to get sentimental or are we just trying to go to just the best? a cool experience like we're not doing the best stadium?
3: Well, Green Bay's up there with stadiums too. But yeah, just cool. Isn't they kind of a dump? No. No, the stadiums it, nice. They've done good work on Don't it. Don't they got those metal seats? They they've done good a lot of work on it. Don't they have old school bleachers in some areas? But that's it's a cool stadium though. Okay. So I would say Packers one Cowboys? or No, Chiefs two. Packers one, Chiefs two. Okay. And then probably Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys
2: is – I mean, it's a nice spot, man. They got the best concession no. stands and all that. Mm-hmm. You just got to go up 45. So which, which would you rather go to, Minnesota or New England? Minnesota.
3: <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> uh, December on Christmas Day. I
2: don't think you guys understand. We're not complaining. Yeah. We're, we're not
3: – like, I, I know it's an eye roll when media
2: types and stuff. It, no, we were going as fans. Yeah,
3: yeah. Like we were, we were going, yeah, like we were Navy. covering the Army yeah. Navy game. We were going as fans. We weren't going to do anything, no interviews. Yeah. I'm, just... I'm telling you, I'm telling you,
2: it yeah. sucks yeah. getting to the getting to. It's literally just two lanes. It is awful. Yeah, yeah, it is awful. Mm-hmm. So you were warned. <laughs> Beware, home opponents, Baltimore Ravens. All right, revenge.
3: Oh, that's right. That's going to be the big storyline. Revenge.
2: Mm-hmm. Will Bobby Slowick score his first touchdown? against the Baltimore Ravens assuming the Bobby's suits still here. Buffalo.
3: Jeez. <laughs> Thank you very much. May I have another? You go from Baltimore to Buffalo? Miami. Well, that's not getting a lot better. Chicago. Whatever. Detroit. Damn.
2: And then the division games. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough schedule, man.
3: Yeah. That's I like good. it though. Yeah, I mean, I like yeah, it. Yeah. I, so I, I, I like it a lot. Be fun. Texans mm-hmm. going to
2: Texans going to be a good ball club. You never know in the NFL, but that's a it's a really 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 Tough schedule. Falcons are putting in slips for a second in-person interview with Ben Johnson and Lions defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn. As we know, the Lions play this week. So these interviews cannot take place until next week. In other news, Jim Harbaugh, he's going to talk to the Falcons for a second time. They've already talked to Belichick a second time. Now they're going to talk to
3: Jim Harbaugh a second time. Well, they, they should. And I think, uh, Harbaugh, there's a little different reason for his, you know, kind of pause here. I think he's really trying to weigh, uh, you know, leaving versus staying. His heart is in Michigan. He's weighing it. Uh, You think he's like,
2: you think he's got like a long-term plan? You think he's filling it out?
3: I I think he's he's wrestling with the decision. uh, Put it that way. That's what I think. Bobby Slowick, he interviewed with the
2: Washington Commanders yesterday. Boomer Season says Ben Johnson is his pick to be the.
3: Commander's coach. I, I would uh, tend to agree with the legend, uh, Boomer size I disagree, I should say, with the legend. I, I think Bobby Sloak is in the mix in Washington.
2: I, I would be surprised, but mm-hmm. who knows. Uh, Steelers are expected to meet with Cliff Kingsbury for their OC position. The Eagles already did. Philly also talked to. Gerard Johnson, the Texans' quarterback coach.
3: You know what I like about the Steelers and Cliff Kingsbury is I don't know how good Kingsbury is going to be. I'm, I'm assuming okay. I just like that Mike Tomlin is going outside of his uh, his comfort zone. Uh, you know, because this this is this is the most non Mike Tomlin hire ever. Uh, if, if they do, in fact, hire Cliff Kingsbury, I like when he, you know, he's trying something new because this is a new NFL, especially offensively. He's seen it from a defensive perspective. I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury is going to be good, but I like that he's he's going to take a swing here, you know, with a new style of offense. And then he's going to say, "Run the damn ball, <laughs> run the damn ball." So, who does Cliff Kingsbury have to work? with? You mean in personnel or... Like, are they going to ask Cliff
2: Kingsbury? All right, man. You worked with Mahomes at Texas Tech. We liked your work. Did a good job with Kyler Murray. Liked your work. Caleb Williams
3: and you. Johnny Manziel. I know you
2: weren't calling plays. You did your thing. Johnny Football at Texas A&M legend. Now get the most out of Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. (laughs) They got to be trying to look for a new quarterback too, right? (laughs) Like... that. They they're not they're not bringing in Cliff Kingsbury to ask him to make Kenny Pickett like a viable
3: option, his right? His whole offense is a mobile kind of elusive quarterback, right? Gosh. Yeah. That's that's his they're thing. They're going to draft a QB, right? Russell Wilson in Pittsburgh or the Raiders.
2: I think you could do worse. Like a one-year stopgap where Denver eats most of the money. Mm-hmm. Like you could do like it's as much as we like to have fun with Russell Wilson, we like to kick him in the nuts a little bit. Well, he's
3: the he's built like what Kingsbury has worked with. His What's game? His game is built around it. He's built like it. Because he's short? No, because I said mobile quarterbacks. You know, guys that move around a little bit and, and are elusive.
5: Justin Fields. Oh.
2: You could do you could do worse, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. You could do worse. Who's gonna trade for Justin Fields? Pittsburgh's
2: Pittsburgh.
5: Anyways. Yeah. Damn. Pittsburgh or he, he'd, Atlanta. Be, he'd be
2: lucky, man. Yeah. Be lucky to go there. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Fields though. He's
3: okay. I don't know. I mean, maybe this offense. But, if, but would I mean, do I the, trick. The, tire, I yeah. the tires. I kicked the tires. Yeah. there. Maybe this offense would do the trick. You know what we never talk about? What's up? And I don't. I'm not
2: saying that you should. The we've talked about and we heard Troy Aikman talking about Dak Prescott earlier. Mm-hmm. They don't even talk about the fact that Trey Lance is there. Oh yeah. How much has that dude fallen off? Yeah. Hey, Trey Lance is there. But it's not, it's, what a debacle that was. Yeah, it's not like a hey uh, mm-hmm. yeah, by
3: the way. We got it,
5: options. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: no. Trey but
5: it's not even mentioned.
3: <laughs> no, Trey Lance.
2: And they was.
5: mentioned because 49 is love up on Brock Purdy. No, but I'm saying so this, like it's not even like it's not rug. even like, like a, let's as
2: a what possibility. He's got. Let's yeah. see what he's got. Yeah. Like if you're upset at your quarterback, like, hey, let's see, let's see what Trey Lance has got. It's not even no, exactly. it's not even talked about. No. He's not even in the league. Uh, so the Raiders, the Chargers got rid of Tom T- Telesco as their GM. Uh, the Raiders are bringing him in. I actually thought he did a good job building a roster with mm-hmm. the Chargers. I just thought he fired a dopey coach or hired, yeah, I should say a dopey coach and waited too long to get rid of him.
3: Yeah, I don't know what to make of the Raiders, but I do like this this hire. I mean, it, you could do a heck of a lot worse. I mean, he just has recent experience and built a pretty decent roster. So he just goes right in the division. Yeah,
2: be like if Nick Casario. If you got tired of Nick Casario and then boom, yep, Titans.
3: Or whatever. Nick Casario, mm-hmm. GM,
2: Tennessee Titans.
3: Will Anderson. Named to the 2024 Pro Bowl games, whatever they call that thing. Now. What is a replacement? Yeah. We are replacing Max Crosby. Yeah. How about that? What's That's Max got going? I guess injury. Right? Oh, yeah. He was hurt.
5: He got that playing. surgery up there. Yeah. Think.
2: Kept yeah. Playing hurt. Oh, yeah. He had the thumbs up pick. Mm-hmm. Hospital bed. <laughs> Creative. Um. So, Will Anderson's going to play some dodgeball? Laramie Tunsil said he's just going to be chilling on the sidelines. Is Will Anderson going to be? He better be. What are Will, all the games? I don't know. Is Will Anderson going to be playing
3: some uh, dodgeball? I'm trying to decide what he would be best at.
2: I want to go to side arcade because the old school arcades, I think they should have like a bar where it's like old recess games. Yeah. Tetherball, hopscotch, kickball, all that. They like old recess game. Do kids still play at recess? Just
3: cl- uh, yes, absolutely. That happens? Yeah. What do are they the, playing? Uh, various things. I don't know about tetherball. Remember tetherball? What do they? What do kids play these days? Hopscotch is still. I'm sure hopscotch. Probably passing is. joints. <laughs> the kids these days fighting and cussing each other out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do tetherball? I used to like tetherball. I liked it all right. I mean, it was too easy for me, man. Okay.
2: It was easy. I mean, tether tether was easy. Okay. You, you get that one spin, and then you just have to t- you have to jump up and tip it like the one time. Yeah.
3: You're you're a tetherball pro?
2: Yeah, what's that one where you throw it up and it goes out of uh, goes uh out of one of four holes or something like that? Four square? No, 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 no. I this is new age. I, I didn't have this on my recess, but I see it. i mm-hmm. I've seen it like where they have like it goes up like a basketball goal kind of. Oh, oh, but oh, it has oh. like, it's like plastic it, and, and it there's comes four out. holes. There's yeah. four holes yeah. there. Yeah. What is that? I have no idea. I've seen it. What's the I, object I, there? I, I, I don't
3: know. I have no idea. what. seems th- like a luck game. Yeah. like you, I guess it's kind of like you got to get under the I don't know. Wall ball. Wall ball was fun. Uh, dodge ball. Tether ball. I did hopscotch when I was little. Smear the dude. Smear the who? Dude. <laughs> Guy who had the ball. You probably loved that game. <laughs> Hell yeah, that that game was a good game. That game was fun, man. <laughs> we used to call it Dino Man. Uh, Dino Gun. Man? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, we called it Smear the Guy um i'll bet you did yeah we did oh sure you did smear the guy yeah sure you did it's a tough game man that was hard dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> getting a rhythm there
3: four squares not easy four squares a tough game you gotta be good you at. you strike me as a hopscotch or jacks i coach. did hopscotch when i was little you probably played jacks i did jacks what's wrong with that it's not surprising you ever throw tops those were fun
2: no yeah basketball football and wall ball.
3: We used to put nails on the tip of 500, our 500, 500. And you would cut kind of try to crack the other top. 500. Baseball sometimes. Kickball every once softball. in a while. Softball. We did softball because nobody had gloves or anything because it was just recess.
2: Yeah, man. seems like... And so- kickball. Kickball was nice. Yeah. Back there, hit the man. Good old days. Coming up, the internet goes nuts. A hot take from one of your Houston Texans and something that'll have you laughing. Your tail off next. I,
9: I, 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 got, I got
2: the internet going nuts. Internet going nuts here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you on a hump day. Will Anderson, he's going to the Pro Bowl. Second Texans rookie defender to be named to the Pro Bowl. Max Crosby, he's out uh, with, uh, with surgery. So now Will Anderson could be playing dodgeball. He also had a hot take couple of days ago about his current coach D'Amico Ryans and his old coach Nick Saban.
7: Bro, um overly exceeded them. Overly. And I don't usually rank my all the head coaches I've ever had. But man he so up there, I tell you bro, like he got he might be number one, bro. Overcoach Saban dog. Like bro like <laughs> Bro but like <laughs>
3: Oh that's strong, gosh, man. Yeah. That's a hot take right there. <laughs> that son. is strong, strong, strong <laughs> from him. And and we just played the same Saban audio, you know, having their backs and everything. He's like, thanks, uh, number two. You know, <laughs> that's the second best coach I've ever had. I, I,
9: I, I, got, I got the internet going nuts.
3: <laughs> I have only one question when I give you what has the internet going nuts. And that question is how. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. Doc Rivers. Yeah, Doc Rivers. How? What do you mean? How? How what? How does he become a head coach again? Not much less for the Milwaukee Bucks. I really don't know. How does this happen? Or at least that quick. And
2: that. Quick. I think it's hilarious that Adam Silver, according to people very in the know, Adam Silver basically wanted. He basically wanted Doc Rivers because he would be more of a yes man than Jeff Van Gundy and wouldn't criticize the play-in tournament. And now he leaves you out to
3: dry. <laughs> yeah, but Doc Rivers. What do you mean? They've reached that Doc Rivers level. Uh, actually,
5: I'm kind of curious why they even fired the dude, the uh, the coach, yeah. Adrian Griffin. No. Yeah, I
2: don't know. I I just think it's funny because it's it's kind of weird watching how. This is talked about on the on the hot take shows on ESPN.
3: Yes, absolutely. Like I, I just
2: feel like the dialogue's a lot different. Like if if certain situations, like like let's, I I don't know who who are they going to hire? They're going to hire Doc Rivers or Nate McMillan or uh, someone else. I, there's got
3: to be something, someone else.
2: But Doc Rivers makes sense because you you got to get someone who's experienced in this point that.
3: That can take you to the conference finals and lose. Yeah, but I
2: mean, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, but you can't, you can't have a first-time coach in this situation. So there's only
3: like a handful of guys you can go with. Man, I don't know if I could justify that. Nah, it's goofy. I, I, I get I it. I get it. It's just I saw. I thought it was a, a kind of a prank. Well, or, or, or originally
2: something. I think it was CNN Sports that reported oh, it. Oh, I'll and, get to something. In people, go ahead. And people were like, I didn't know there were still CNN Sports or something like that.
3: Yeah. Well, it, Woj, who gets more scoops than anyone. Kind of pulled a wasn't this tweeted 10 minutes ago thing, if you know what I'm talking about. Hey, bro. Uh, he, he tweeted today. He says, uh, I got to find it because it was kind of like, yeah, according want, to sources. He didn't want to give it to CNN Sports. Uh, he said, the, the Bucks are finalizing. Here it is. Doc Rivers is finalizing an agreement to become the next head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. That's fine, right? Yeah. Sources tell ESPN. Okay. Then he says he had to put this line in, and it's very reminiscent of something we're familiar here. The Bucks are getting the the coach they targeted the past twenty four hours. In other words, he didn't acknowledge that uh, CNN okay. Sports reported that he was already hired. The why is why is Wo- <laughs> Wo doesn't have to do this crap? I They're getting know. the coach they targeted the past 24 Just hours. Just get kind of high on this Golly. stuff. Just
2: kind of get high on it, man. Yeah. I, 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 got, I
9: got the internet going
6: nuts. So the
2: internet was going nuts the other day uh, with Jason Kelsey shirtless in the suite with Taylor Swift. He was uh, giving kids a chance to meet Taylor Swift. Th- there have been some funny stories about Jason Kelsey and his wife. I guess when they first met, they met on Bumble and when she went and met up with him, he was like pass out drunk, like blackout drunk at the bar, <laughs> yeah. just making a fool of himself. I like his wife a lot, by the way; she's mm-hmm. funny. Um, but here was Jason Kelsey talking about uh, his first time meeting Taylor Swift uh, and the, the the beer chugging and the shirtlessness and all that type of stuff when he met. Uh, his brother's girlfriend.
10: I'm not going to lie. I gave Kylie a heads up. The
2: moment we got into the suite, I said, I'm taking my shirt off and I'm jumping out of that suite. And
3: she said, Jason, right. don't you dare. I was like, hey,
2: it's letting you know what's happening. I'm not asking for permission. I'm doing this.
9: What's a Kelsey man's determined? There's no f- stopping him.
2: And she was already telling me to be on my best behavior because we were meeting Taylor.
9: This is hilarious. I
2: was like, Kylie, when I met you, the first day I met you, I was blacked out drunk and fell
3: asleep <laughs> at the bar. This is part of the charm. This is part of the Jason Kelsey charm. I want to make my best first impression. This is my best chance. My best first impression is the worst impression ever. So I, ha- I could just build <laughs> that from that bar, point nice on. Yeah, exactly. That is so good. Like every, every level of it is just hilarious. Like she told him, be on your best behavior. Sure. Rawr. He kicks off his shirt. He's carrying kids to the suite, jumping onto the icy bleachers. Looks like like uh, King Kong hanging off the Empire State Building yeah. with his shirt off. I mean,
2: he just retired after 15 years. Oh, I get it. Like, he can't be on his bestie. But it's just,
3: everything he said is hilarious. Now, you be good. You've never met her before. It's like,
2: I'm not asking you, I'm telling you.
3: <laughs> this is how it's going.
2: Yes. I mean, what a, what a. That's what, a legend. What a, But you're able to do it. But what an absolute legendary move. That's legendary. You're just making the biggest fool of yourself just being nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, do you do it again, though? Is that just kind of a one-time thing? Like in Baltimore this week, do you do is it again? Is he going to do it again? Do you nah, do it again it just hit. a one-time? I don't, maybe something different. Yeah, because I think I think there's there's a fine line between an epic perf- display and then yeah. taking it too far. you got to put a twist when on to stop. it. You don't want to be Kevin Hart. Yeah, you got
3: to put but a you little... Don't wanna, you don't want to be on every damn movie Although, there is. play the hits. But don't you think... It- I think you need to put a little twist on it. No, I think he just needs a to remix. Chill. This time he just needs to chill. No, he needs to do a little remix. So, do you think his shirt comes off this week? Does does
2: th- this this should be a prop bet? Oh, that's got to be a prop bet. Does Jason Kelsey's shirt shirt come off this week?
3: I'm going to say yes. I'm gonna say no, Biggie. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. I think he's gonna do a little little remix of that thing. I think he's already got he's got he's gotten it. He's good now. God, that was good. Like everything he said about it.
9: I, 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 got, I got the internet going
3: nuts. Well, every every couple of months, every month or so, we get another one of these. And I frankly do not know how I feel about this.
2: Okay. Where the hell is this going, by the a way? A
3: remake of a movie is going to drop tomorrow, the trailer. It's got the internet going nuts. and okay. peop- People are taking both sides on this. Okay. This is a big one now. This is a serious- how huge? Huge. Give me a hint. What cultural. Y- what year? What year?
2: Like what
3: what what nineties? Eighties? Eighties, I think, late eighties. Back to the Future? No, no. This is a this is an iconic have like twenty of those iconic movie that is being remade, and I, I'm I'm being completely honest. I I don't know if I think I'm going to be excited about this or or hate the idea. But people are on the internet are taking sides very vehemently. Okay. Roadhouse. I've never seen it. I don't even. know You've what never it is. seen Roadhouse? No idea. I'll be
2: honest. I, I'm an Patrick 80s, Swayze. I'm an
3: 80s movies guy. Dude, I've like, never, I've you never hear seen this, this all the time.
2: You got seen it. a lot of Patrick Swayze movies. You, I've never it, seen like, this. Like, like, this. I love 80s movies. No, no. This, no. This, I'll check it out. No, the, I, I. This I, is a must. We went through an 80s, like we went through an 80s movies like Bench. Have you seen Roadhouse, Figgy? Nah, I never seen it. Yeah. I mean, you That's made it remarkable. No, you made it seem like you're about to say something like, Dude, incredible.
3: I, I would venture to say, 90 percent of men over the age of 20 have seen R- Roadhouse.
2: Okay, I like I ninety. I know about Texas Roadhouse. I don't know about Roadhouse. No, no, Never heard it, of it. it's
3: an it's an iconic, iconic, typical guy movie. It's not a great. By the way, let no, me don't let me, oversell This it. is a spoiler alert. It's not like great. It's not even the first thing that comes up when you put it in. It,
2: Road, Texas Roadhouse is above it.
3: No, no, no. It's not like. Oh, that I've what seen a well done cover. movie. Yeah. What? Is this the guy? Is this when he's doing karate and stuff? He's a bouncer. Uh, it's got Sam Elliott in it. It, it's it's not like oh what a what a film you know it's not like art it's just a dude movie it's a dude flick and it's iconic but Jake Gyllenhaal three and a half stars on yeah IM like I just said it's not a TV. great it's just guys watch it seven one three five seven two four seven so this is probably
5: a good movie to remake then that's what I'm saying I can't decide like i 713- I don't have a
3: take on it. I just didn't know it was. Uh, text in YouTube I guarantee ninety percent. I have seen Roadhouse because okay. it's just one of never those things. It. So Jake Gyllenhaal is going to do it. The trailer is going to drop tomorrow, and and he looks a lot different in terms of the like the image they're going to try to portray compared to uh, Patrick Swayze. It's it's going to be fire. It's going to it's going to cause cause a lot of discussion. It already has. I can't believe you've never seen
5: Roadhouse. We live in two different Americas, man. Because yeah. I guarantee you, my parents ain't probably don't even know oh, what it is. Text your dad.
3: Text your dad right now. Yeah. And I, I just
5: don't, don't, don't put bias on it. Just say, have you right. ever seen Roadhouse?
3: All right. Roadhouse. I'll bet you $5 his dad seen Roadhouse. Okay. Good for him, man. I'll bet you 5 bucks. Speaking of five, mm-hmm.
2: five free agents that the Texans must keep. There's a disagreement on this show. We'll cuss and discuss next. Thank you, Figgy.
6: Live from the Twin Peak studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In The Loop with John Lopez and Landry Lions. Top
2: five Texan free agents to uh, stay. John Lopez has his list. I have my list. Uh, what is yours?
3: 713-572-461-0. Lay it out. Yeah, long list of free agents here, but uh, I, I think this these five, to me, not only have earned it, um, but they've improved with the proverbial uh, pixie dusts of, of D'Amico Ryan's. They play better than they ever have for him, some of them, on the on the defensive side, that is, uh, and the one on the offensive side, I think is going to be hugely important. Five guys with a with a dab, uh, 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 an add on of Cameron Johnston. Okay, he's the add on. I think he's a That's weapon. It's a no brainer. Yeah, he's a weapon. That's it's a no brainer. What's going to be a million yeah. bucks? Maybe two and a half. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what you know what he's going to get, but it's not going to be. Yeah, a we, lot. You need him. So you bring in Cameron Johnson. You've had the best special teams in the league. Yeah, the last two. He's years. a weapon, and yeah. and, and then uh, these five guys: Dalton Schultz. I I think he's not going to be as expensive. And you pointed this out last year. He's not going to be as expensive. Last year as, the as projection was
2: thirteen mil, I think, and mm-hmm. he ended up. You ended up getting him at
3: nine. I think you can. I think Spotrac uh, says his market value is three years, around about ten million a year. Yeah, he'll be. That's very doable. Yeah, why not? That's very, very doable. But don't let that prevent you from looking for, at tight ends. No, either. Brock Bowers, first round. Let's go. All right. You know, let's go. All right. Let's see. <laughs> and, and then you got Brock Bowers, Reverend Jordan, and Dalton Schultz, and, and we're in business.
2: Jatavian Sanders, third round.
3: The, let's take him. Where do you go to school? It's Texas. Oh, okay. Uh, Denton Ryan. <laughs> Denton Ryan, sir. Yeah, I didn't know that. This is one that you and I disagree on, but I'm gonna uh, I'm going to double down on it. Jonathan Grenard. I'm good. It's expensive. Will Anderson, if you didn't hear, uh, made the Pro Bowl uh, as a replacement for Max Crosby. Huge expectations for him. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be the focal point. He's going to get those double teams. And when D'Amico Ryan's and uh, you know takes over a defense, there's always a few guys that just kind of thrive in his system. Yeah. Jonathan Grenard thrived in his system. I mean, double-digit sacks are not something that you sneeze at. Yeah, I'm not a chew. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't think I mean, what's he gonna it they get paid a lot anyway at that position. Yeah. And you find a guy that, that can get double digit sacks, you have seventy four, I believe, million dollars in cap space. Yeah. Bring him back. Yeah,
2: it, I I'm not paying twenty million a year for Jonathan Grenard. Man. That's a that's a buy low sell high thing for me.
3: I, I I see your point, but man, when you know you can get double digit sacks and he's opposite Will Anderson.
2: I think Will Anderson elevates his play to where even better kind of minimizes though. even better. Will, but I, but I don't know that Grenard elevates his play. And Will think, Anderson's on a rookie contract. I think we might have seen the best from Grenard.
3: I well, that's that's debatable. But I mean, if you have, then you don't do it. But I think he's going to thrive here. Now, this next one is going to be important that that you understand the context here. Devin Singletary absolutely knows how to run in this offense. We saw it in living color week to week. Damien Pierce was running into the backs of linemen and Devin Singletary figured out a way to find the space, to be patient, to get room. That said, he's not going to be real expensive. I think the market value I saw on him was $4 million, something like that. Mm-hmm. That's cheap. If he's your number two back, he's perfect. But uh, what if there's
2: better than Devin Singletary out there? And, and the example I'll use is the Lions, and we'll get into this tomorrow when I when I ask if the Texans could be a better version of the Lions. Uh I use Jamal Williams as an example. He looked good in that offense. He had over 1,000 yards. He had 17 touchdowns, most touchdowns in the league. They moved on from him. They brought in David Montgomery. David Montgomery has rushed for 1,000 as well. Um, And then they drafted Jameer Gibbs. So as good as Singletary's been with how deep the running back market is in free agency and with how cheap people are at that position, I just wonder if you could maybe even do better than Devin Singletary.
3: I think you should do exactly that. Make him your number two, maybe your number three. You're gonna draft a a big time running back. There's gonna be some really good ones available, late second, early third, into the third. Uh make him maybe the guy that can fit this system. And then who says you don't have to you don't get a, a free agent either? The, a David Montgomery type. So I I I I like Devin Singletary, just a veteran, still pretty young. It's not like
2: he's gonna go somewhere and break bread. Right.
3: Right. Just keep him here. Might be able to be a one-year deal, even. Sheldon Rankins was a big-time player when he was on the field this year. Yeah, he's and, good. And I think... Good uh, leader, too. Uh, yeah, and and I think he's going to be a guy that that you got to bring back. I wonder what
2: that price goes to. I don't know. I looked up his, and I couldn't find it. It was 11 mil this year. I Does that go up? I, mean, I don't think he's going like, to be I, like... I don't think, I don't the, think it goes, goes up. be foaming at the mouth. Yeah, I don't it think might it goes go up down. that much.
3: No, I don't know if it goes down, but I don't think it'll go up that much. And then Derek Barnett. And the reason Derek Barnett is he clearly is a D'Amico guy that, that thrives in this system. He just didn't work in Philadelphia. Just didn't work. He's a buy low. Like yeah. they didn't they got rid of him in
2: Philadelphia. You picked him up. He fits your system. You can get him. You liked him.
3: him. He's gettable. He's cheap, man. Yeah.
2: He's cheap. He's on my list. Derek so you, Barnett is on my list. I think that's a good I think that's a good buy low type of thing. So
3: yeah, Will Anderson on one side, rookie contract. Pay a little bit for John Grenard, get your double-digit sacks, and then Derek Barnett is in there, and and who else? I think go shopping,
2: go evaluate. I, I'm moving on from uh, from Grenard. I'm, I'm bringing back Cam Johnson. I'll, I think enough of him to put him on my top five. I know. Oh, you wow, might, you might not like him, but uh, I had him on my list as
3: the. Sixth. I yeah,
2: you had him off your list.
3: As the sixth guy. Get him off your list. He was the add-on. It's the top five. He was the add-on.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, I have him in my top five. I actually respect the work of the third phase. <laughs> unlike like Lopez. Uh, I respect Frank Ross's work. So, I'll, you're on my list, Cam Johnston. Mm-hmm. Number two, Kaimi Fairbairn. Still respecting the third phase. Oh, wow. Uh, bring back Kaimi Fairbairn. Again, best special teams in the league the last couple of years. Don't break it up. Uh, Derek Barnett, number three. Hey, buy low. First round pick four years ago. Mm-hmm. Let's eat. Uh, Dalton Schultz would be yeah. my number two. Yeah, I like Dalton Schultz. Uh, could be cheap. Still, Jadavian Sanders or Brock Bowers in the first or third round. Multiple tight ends. They like to do it. Let's see that happening. And then Blake Cashman, man, I think Blake Cashman's gonna be cheap. Blake Cashman did not anticipate playing as much defense as he did. He's good on. He's been good on special teams. A little bit of that pixie dust. You can still bring in some linebackers. Uh, let's talk that cashier. So, th- so that's my five. I'm I'm not I'm not breaking bread for Grenard. So yeah, but hate- I don't know what the market's going to be. So who
3: knows? So you How hate- the market speaks to these guys. You hate John Weeks. I like John Weeks. He can come back. Well, then. So who are you kicking off your list?
2: He's not going anywhere, though. Who are you kicking off your list? I'm not kicking someone off for John Weeks. <laughs> come on.
3: <laughs> I'm not doing that. I think he may retire. Okay. Just, just an observation. Are <laughs> they going to give him a day? He probably deserves a day, if as we're long being as honest. longest tenured Texan. Yeah. He probably deserves a day. Ring of honor? No. No.
2: Nah, no, not ring Dave's of not, honor. No, nah, he can't
3: do that. Yeah.
2: Ring of our hearts.
3: Got to be a John Weeks something out there. Not a ring of honor, but some sort of. Like a John Weeks what? Something. Like what? What could, like, what could you do? Like at the stadium? No, not a, not like a statue of <laughs> him bending over. What do you mean a John Weeks what? You know how many people would have fun with that statue in their <laughs> oh, selfies? <my> <laughs> so a John Weeks what? What do you mean? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, uh, I don't know. John Weeks. Kids Day or something. No, or I think they play should. Play 60. No, no, or- I think they should have a game. The uh,
2: John Weeks where you have to deep snap it through a hole. Perfect. Yeah, like there do- you go. dollar chance at like a cheap ass hat Yeah, the John or Weeks shirt. deep the, snap the, the, game. The John Weeks deep snap game. Yeah, where you have to you have to snap it through a hole. Yeah, the kids have to go out there and try to deep snap.
3: Mm-hmm. Very difficult. The, huh. Have you ever tried that? No. Well, yeah, actually, I was the deep snapper in middle school. I've tried it. I never was. But that
2: the, was when they the could deep. just f you up. Like, we oh said, yeah, they land right. right weeks don't have to deal with the pain I went through. Uh, yeah, you're snapping. tougher than Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you had to, you had to, like, they,
3: they could literally just jump on your, they could give you the. Oh, you get elbows in the back. You were the target. Yeah, elbows on the back. Yeah, they they just knock you down. That was, that was the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Spot. Now no, you can't even touch him. Those
5: we like, take him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: take him out.
5: I'm going to go Uncle Rico. If
2: I hadn't had to go through that, I might be in Weeks' place right now. He <laughs> might have already been replaced.
5: He's soaking in my bathtub.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That was the number one thing, man. Like you, you go at the deep snapper. That that was mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you were uh you were a football player. Back in the day you're, I remember coach I remember my coach came up to me and he was like,
3: This was pee wee. Yeah. <laughs> snap the ball, he made you snap the ball? No, no, I wasn't say we weren't punting. And peewee uh, i tried to do it i just didn't do it like regular but he was like messing here's, around here's what
2: i want you to do i want you to go run at that guy and i want you to just oh hit yeah him
3: in the ear hole
2: oh yeah this was a left tackle of course he wasn't even expecting it uh, everybody did that me to go hit him in his <laughs> ear hole yeah,
3: everybody did that dude would be on the damn news right now <laughs> <laughs> they probably try to lock him in jail no everybody did that there was cheap shots everywhere back then. i mean like you're you were taught to lead with the crown of your helmet Hit him first with the with the top of your head, was the coaching that everybody got back then. I do think that the uh, the bargain shopping is uh, is the way to go with your own free
2: agents, and then just go go evaluate and get on the market uh, for some other guys. I, I keep seeing the name. I, I see this on the stream, and I see this shit like Chris Jones. I, how much how
3: much do you want to spend on that? No, Chris Jones is. Uh, I mean, th- what are we doing? I looked at the list this morning. Like there there are guys that you're like just no. No. <laughs> no, like obviously you're, you would you're, love
2: you're to have a Chris for the Jones. Bears. Yeah, obviously you, <laughs> would or love, the you, or yeah. you would love to have a Chris Jones, but good. I mean,
3: like, what are you, are you paying thirty million? I got one. um <laughs> Brian Burns, dude, <laughs>
5: come on. Leave that for the Bears and the <laughs> yeah. Commanders.
3: yeah I mean, maybe all they all like
2: them. that. I don't know. It's just, I mean, what what are we doing here? Like, where's this going? <laughs>
3: I don't know. Yeah,
2: I'd be happy if it happened, but. The text I just saw in the text, like, yeah, I would take Chris Jones or, oh, okay. Amen, hi there. <laughs>
3: Look at this one, what they would call the game. Oh, God. Which one? You know which one. The John Weeks glory hole? <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I think they should have a deep snap contest where you have to stick it through the the hole and you win a free ball cap. Yeah. His legacy. Yeah. Like, we ain't we ain't putting Weeks in the, in the ring of honor. That's a little much. Yeah. I mean, let's be serious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the John Weeks Glory
3: Hole contest—you might have to run that by him. You might have to, you know, you might have to run that by by old John. <laughs> See if uh, he's good with that game <laughs> on the concourse. <laughs> then you could have like a little uh, the Weeks Glory Hole, and then you could have like a little uh, cutout of him uh, over a football. <laughs> he's People holding a pizza box in his lap. <laughs> People would have a lot of fun with those selfies. Hey, let's just let's just do it in the suite, man. Our, our suite's big enough. Let's let's get yeah, the could. cut.
9: Out. Let's get the cut we out. Could. And after weeks he retires, we can pay him to come by and maybe give give a couple of lessons and show how he can. Yeah. See how many years be. See yeah. how many years beyond retirement he
3: can. Yeah. Yeah. He can still hike that thing. John Weeks probably really appreciates us talking about him being retired. And he's
9: like, I'm still here. No, you
2: <laughs> retired him. I,
9: I think he's still got – he can still come
3: back. I said I think he might retire. As wow.
9: long as he can run, he ain't retiring. He made a play right. in the playoff game. He, he, got
3: the he ain't hills. retiring. Hell that no, running part is. might get in the way.
9: Dude, but, they don't,
2: <laughs> but, but the thing is they can't, they can't line up over you, so it's not like he's having to, yeah. like, bang with All he's got to do kids. is
9: chase, man. Yeah. And he can do it as well as most of the deep well, and snappers Johnston out there. Cam Johnston makes it easy for you, too. yeah, ain't that the damn truth? Yeah, well, there is that. Ain't yeah. that the damn truth? If that, mm-hmm. if that punter
2: at the start of the year would have hung around, he probably would have retired in week ten. Hey, <laughs> hey. He would be, he'd be worn
3: out.
9: Hey, I'm gonna tell you, I, I may be a little, a little, uh, I'm the wrong person to ask about this. When I walked in, in the Cowboys locker room for the first time, I came walking. It wasn't many people in there, mm-hmm. and uh, I see this old fella standing at, at somebody's locker, right, and I'm like, who in the hell is that dude? Hmm. I mean, he was tall. But when I say beer belly, I'm talking about you'd have a hard yeah. time finding one down at the local beer joint right now this big. <laughs> I mean, big, just chest out, big old beer belly, old just kind of stumbled around. Ended up being Dale Hellistray. Dale Hellestray, number 70. I'm going to tell you, yeah. Dog. if Dale Hellistray, when I saw him, when I yeah. laid my eyes on Dale, if Dale could still snap in the league at that point, which he did for a couple yeah. more years, if his ass can still snap in the league at that point,
3: Jen John Weeks can, <laughs> I, I,
9: Weeks he can play for another ten, fifteen years if he wants to. Joe
2: Hellistray had like low budget endorsements like back then. He had he was like selling like cookies, like he had a cookie shop and stuff. Helly was
9: one of them dudes that was in like he was he was part of 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 Aikman's kind of kind of you know Jay yeah. Novacek yeah, yeah, and yeah. Aikman and like their their crew. So he he got like stuff that Aikman and them fellas were going to do. Helly said, "I'll do it." You yeah. <laughs> you you're damn right, he would do yeah. it. But I ain't kidding y'all, man. I wish I wish that I took a picture back in the day. If you, he probably starts convince exagger- people that he. played. I'm not exaggerating. One, oh, there's no question. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, really, I played. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> I'm trying to think of somebody that we all know, that that is like a, a, a beer a, belly. A, I'm huge, <laughs> like two basketballs big. Kind of deal. Unbelievable, man. Next thing I'm you know, he's it. out there. He Here's broke. It. He broke Bill Bates' record for the the longest tenured cowboy, I believe.
3: Yeah, you can't you can't be the first organization to put uh, the long snapper in the in the uh, hall. Of no, 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 I'm not talking about the ring. I was saying, the That's how of, this yeah. came up. We gotta do something for him. Like <laughs> come up something. with a kids game. Yeah, it can't be that. Yeah, it Can can't be, be that. that. Gotta gotta do something. A little deep snapping contest.
9: <laughs> Box it up, sell it at academy.
3: Hell yeah! <laughs> You're listening to K I L T A M, K I L T H D two. The
1: drive is live.